All right, we're live. So we're officially live for episode number 38, and we decided to bring Kai Loda. Adam, can you tell us why Kai Loda is on? Oh, my God. Welcome to the podcast. Kai, he's usually in the corner. Now he's at the... Front seat he the made it. He went right from here. back there to the corner. You to know whose fault this is that he's here? Tell, 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 tell us whose fault. There's a there, there's a number one person. It, Kai has beef with Will Ferrell. Yes, they've been tweeting at each yes. other. What it will say? What it will say? They, they've been tweeting at each other. Will and Kai, welcome to the show, Kai Lode. Thank you. Happy to be he's here. He's usually in the corner. We got Mario there near the Joker. But his, Kai his and Will Ferrell. Me, his yes. mom called me and said, you never put Kai in the corner. No baby. No, no baby, baby in the corner. I said, okay, mom, we'll put him over here. So, so. he's at the front seat at the table. He's yes. here. He's across from PBD. He's Pissed with off us. because he has to defend. He is who? angry. He's defending Norway. He's defending Norway. because Was it a, was it a G, uh, w- w- the commercial? GM. Was it GM. a GM commercial? commercial. Yeah. Took a shot at Norway. Took a shot at yeah. Norway. And, and Will Kai Ferrell sent started a complaint. It. He yep. CC'd us and he yep. says, I have to make a, my defense. Kai is here to defend Okay. Norway. Are, are you ready? Are you mentally and emotionally ready. ready? Yes. Okay, so first of all, for those of you guys that know, don't know who Kai is, Kai is a is a guy that went from applying to want to be here. I don't know. You, 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 know, you know, today actually marks three years ago since I sent the first email to Mark. Get out of here. No. So three years ago. Three anniversary. So you Luda. sent the first email. How much three ap- years ago. How much after the first email did we meet with you? How much? How, how long? long? How much longer? Uh, so I sent it in February and I think it was the f- September October. So so nine months later, yeah, you do so. seven months later, you, yeah. you fly out to here yes. to Dallas. We do an interview, and then how much longer after that did you get the job? Then that was September twenty eighth, yeah. and then I didn't start till early like January first week wow, of January. Been- how old were you when you sent the email to Pat? Uh, at the time, I was probably nineteen. 19 I was old. twenty when I fl- I just turned twenty when I flew out, and then when I started, I mean, I was twenty. Well, how old are you now? Twenty two. 22. Well, and let me say this, Kai, because we're going to be on this today. 22 years old. I promise, much like Ronald Reagan, not to use your age or inexperience against <laughs> okay. you on the podcast, <laughs> okay. buddy. Okay? okay? So right. welcome oh, to the show. Respect. Shout out to Ronald Reagan. Yeah, shout out to Ronnie <laughs> really? Reagan. Yes. I mean, I was impressive, right, that what yeah. you did. So, so anyway. So, so Tom's gone, and he turns into a conservative. I mean, that's, what's <laughs> that's, going, what's so going you're, on you're here? You're now defending Shout out Zenner. to my friend Tom Zenner. Yeah. So, so let's get right into it. Look, we got a lot of different things to talk about. Some crazy things. I'm going to show a stat. Honestly, this is probably... You know, uh, uh, the article came out yesterday uh, saying the fact that we're ex- Bloomberg said that we're expecting a uh, uh, a market crash. This is yeah. a bubble, et cetera. A, bubble, and a lot yeah. of different factors. And by the way, I don't like their factors. Just so you know that when I read it, you know which article I'm talking about. I was not impressed by the factors that we're talking about. I'm, folks, I'm going to show you a stat. Adam, I'm going to show you a stat. You're going to look at this. You will be blown away. No joke. Mm-hmm. You're going to look at it. You're going to be blown away on what's going to happen with the market. So we'll talk about that. Obviously, Super Bowl happened this weekend. This guy named, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Terry? Tomas. Tomas. Tom. Yes. Tom yeah. won his seventh. Be, be uh, ready? Yeah, be ready. That's right. Uh, no, what was the name there? The GOAT. Yeah, he won seven Super Bowls. We're going to talk about how much the weekend got paid for the Super Bowl show, mm-hmm. which weekend, Adam's a big weekend guy, and why Super Bowl drew higher ratings in the city of Boston than Tampa. Yeah, <laughs> not shocking. Then, the most offensive commercial that was done, okay, then Norway, obviously. Then some stats about uh, Tom Brady. And and Tom's actual day-to-day lifestyle. And what, what was impressive, it wasn't his schedule. What was impressive is what he ate yeah. and how he trained. And we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. And companies that did commercials and advertised on Super Bowl, the year Tom Brady went into the went to Super Bowl, which is, uh, which is pretty intense. And then we got DoorDash, obviously. Tesla buys one and a half billion dollars of Bitcoin. Bitcoin people went crazy. 
Everybody, the Bitcoin people wanted to say, I told you so. You're it. They just called that. It was like their day. It was their day. They were so excited to call out anybody and everybody that said Bitcoin's not real. So uh, Elon Musk made their day. $15 minimum wage report came back from CBO study that's uh, very interesting and not necessarily most favorable for uh, the Biden administration. Fox canceled Lou Dobbs. The $1.9 trillion stimulus package. Gavin Newsom, uh, will he stay as a governor or not? And a couple people that want to run up against him. And one of them's pretty confident about it. Mattress Max $3.5 million bet. And then Uber Driver of the Week, which I think we got to talk about that. You know, guy. Are, are you ready with that one? Are you ready with that one with the I Uber Driver? So. Okay, it's, so why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Why we do this? If you want to prepare the Uber Driver of the Week, yeah. so uh, 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 Adam, you and I can remember this. I don't necessarily know if I've Kai can remember. I've never this. heard of it. Okay, no. so you've never heard that voice before. No, until, you've okay. never until, heard this until, voice. I know that it's been brought up here, yeah. but beyond that, if you're I ready, the video. If you want to pull up the video, so. This Uber driver, mm-hmm. okay, he's driving. This is the lead story. Is this, what we're going with? We're going to open it up okay, with Okay, let's so open So here's a guy. The, the Twitter one, the Twitter one. Go to Twitter, Brandon Baker, Brandy Baker. Okay, so she's going into this Uber driver, you know, a guy. And the next thing you know, she says, who are you? And says, I'm the AOL sound. You've got mail. Says, no way. Says, yeah, so you remember this, Paul. You remember this. You're, we're the same age category. You've got mail, right? And then this is what he sounds like. He's now an Uber driver. You want to press play? This is my Uber driver, and he just told me something very special that he's the voice behind. Welcome. You've got mail. That's no pretty way. crazy, right? Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> Welcome. You've got mail. Yay. Okay, what's your name? Elwood Edwards. Elwood Edwards. Elwood Edwards. Here's what's crazy. You. Obviously, this tweet is from four years ago, but I just saw it myself. Oh. You want to press pause? So you, 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 you hear a message like that. You would think he'd be yes. in a different situation, but that comment you've got, Mel. How many? How many people you think have listened to that? I mean, I mean, this guy's this guy's voice is famous, right? Yes. So let me paint the picture yeah, here because I asked Kai. Uh, um, Kai's twenty-two. We're in our early forties. Twenty-year age gap. There's, you know, when when, you know, we'll use Tom Brady because we'll circle back to him. Tom Brady was playing in his first Super Bowl when you were basically an infant. Two years, two years. You're an infant. I was uh, a junior in college. You had probably just got out of the Army, maybe. Uh, where, where were what you? What year was it? 2000. 2001. Oh, I just got out of the Army. Yeah. Okay, boom. So yeah. here we go. We're circling back. Just to paint a picture for all the young bucks out there. Between 19... I mean, I was late to the internet. I remember asking a good buddy of mine, what's the difference between the internet and email? I had no clue. This was in 1995. You still don't know. I still, I'm still struggling with it. Boomer over here. But between 95 and 98, like... You talk about how social media is big, Instagram, you know, Snapchat, TikTok. AOL Instant Messenger was like the cat's pajamas. That's where it was going down. Let's bring in Eddie's eggs white. So come here. Let's get him over here. Shout out to Eddie. Shout out to Eddie. <laughs> but when you would log into AOL, that's the first sound you would hear. Welcome. You've got mail. Yeah. And you were like, damn, people know me. I people got are excited. I got mail. <laughs> I don't know what I'm and about by to the see. Way, back then, emails mattered more than today. Oh, if today, you got like, an email back then, you were because there was no spam. No. So if you There's got no an email, spam. it was a real. You're email. like, oh, people, people are interested. It was like, <laughs> it was like getting a like a birthday card in the in the mail, like an email. It was exciting. Yeah. Today, you look at your email, Paul. Th- great, great addition right there, Paul. Um, Crushing it over here. Yeah, Paul said I threw an eye. Yeah. Hit, hit me up at Iskarska4 at AOL.com. Now you look at your email and, like, you... <laughs> 
And it's like, oh, I got to deal with this email. It's It was exciting. It was new. It was fresh. And that was the voice you would hear every time you logged on to AOL. Pat, what are your memories from AOL of the late 90s? To chat, you know, the chat rooms. You'd go you, into the chat rooms. Oh, and, you were hitting chat rooms up. I remember I was at my friend's house, Artem, and he says, you know, there's something called AOL chat. So what, what's it? So then there was Glendale AOL chat, Glendale High School AOL. I mean, it was like very specific. And, you know, you'd get in there, you start talking to folks, and you got people coming back. And it's very interesting. So the whole concept of Facebook Messenger, mm -hmm. Instagram DM was AOL chat. Oh, if yeah. You think about it, right? Oh, yeah. And I can see you crushing it on AOL chat. Oh, I was killing the game. Back I can. Then. I was. I was. I, I was. All, hey, I got this thing going. I got this hey, thing. I got. You got mail. This I is was Adam Sosnick, oh all county. The other day, yeah. Adam brought a friend of his here. I think um, honestly, Marty, I thought about it that night when I went home after the yard house, and uh, we treated him on his uh, birthday twice oh, nice lunch. Just to remember you. you. Double we, dose. We preached, and yes. cake and soy milk. I mean, we did all of it. I right? had a gr the best day of my life. So I re I realized when I went home why he brought. Shout out to Terrell. Terrell, my man. I, I realized why he brought his friend mm -hmm. for his friend to tell us how special Adam is. Yeah, he edified like, me. All night. Smart, that's smart. No, then he doesn't have to yeah. do it himself. By the way, so apparently Adam was a, this, this is no joke, by the way. Adam was all county receiver. He led the county in receptions. And he played with a quarterback that went to Columbia University. Mm -hmm. He's now, I think, a district judge. Yeah, big time. Roy, here Roy in Altman. Shout out to Roy. Yeah, and Adam was a better football player than a basketball player. Even though as basketball, he almost made it to NBA. One uh, cut away from getting into the NBA. Our buddy Adam Sosnick. Yeah, you know yeah what I mean? here we go. This is... Uh, and I know all the local security guards in Miami Beach when we go into the private islands. Hey, how you doing, bud? Yes. He's the Al Bundy of Aitamen. <laughs> Scored four touchdowns. Four touchdowns in a high school football game. <laughs> the Al Bundy of Aitamen. Yeah. So, so okay. back to AOL. I mean, because yeah. that's what was going on in the late 90s. Yes. Kai was being born, and we were macking it on the Glendale uh, Instant AOL. Messages, so AOL. Are you surprised, though, that he's driving an Uber now? I'm like. Well, think about it. Yeah. Like, think about it this way. So, you go on Fiverr and you ask a guy, hey, can you do this voiceover? You pay him 50 bucks, 20. He has no yeah. clue what he's doing. He's just doing yeah. a voiceover. So, he does a voiceover. Yeah. He has no clue that voiceover is going to be heard by billions of people. He just knows he did a voiceover. He probably just got paid 100 bucks for that. Probably. If you think about that's it, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous if you think that about it. That guy should right? be an AOL millionaire at this no, point. No, that guy he's should driving be driving Uber. That guy should be like the guy from Sprint. Uh, 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 can oh, you hear me now? Good. Oh, Can you hear me now? I got beef with Good. that guy. What happened with that guy? Oh, I got beef with that guy. Are you You're talking about the guy? No, I, I'm, I'm just the for the record. I'm an AT&T guy. The guy, is he with Verizon now? He went to Verizon. He okay. left Sprint to Verizon. You're telling me for years, bro. At number one, I'm an AT&T guy, so I wasn't switching. What this guy's on there. Verizon to Sprint? Where is he now? No, he went from, didn't he go from Sprint to Verizon? I thought it was Verizon. No, I don't think so. Was Can we he? get a fact check on that, Mario? Isn't that he it? went from Verizon to Sprint? Oh, okay. So he went from Verizon he to Sprint. He was okay, Verizon. Yeah. That's yeah. what he was. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me yeah. now? He's telling you, you know, Verizon, can you hear me now? And now you want to roll up on me and try to sell me some Sprint? Like, get out of here, bro. Like, you're a faker. So you don't like that. I got beef with that guy. So he's the complete opposite of this Uber driver. He probably got paid two, three times. He got, he got paid, paid big time. And yeah. now he's selling out for the man to get a higher price. Yeah. I mean, the AOL guy for the record should have gotten paid. I'm gonna it's sad to there, see Adam. him. I'm going to dispute you because at the end of the day, yeah. he's a commercial actor. Okay. His job is to act. Okay. So he is not a founder of Verizon. He was a spokesman. He's a that's like Jared Fogle. Going know. to Quiznos. That's like Jared Quiznos. Hey, I'm with Quiznos, guys. Now, I know he's in That'd jail. He's so doing some weird stuff. But I think part of it is just how you sell it. Again, if you're a good actor, you could sell it. Because Paul, I'll meet you in the parking lot after the show, buddy. 
You Let's really, do it. You're crossing the line, Paul, right now with Adam. Paul's by by out the way, let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Who won in that? When you get a guy from Verizon to go to Sprint, did Sprint win? Is it kind of like we are now better than Verizon? Is that kind of like the idea? Yeah. I mean, do you the think the day, there's Sprint a got bought out by T-Mobile, so I don't know if Sprint even won in that. Is is he saying the same line? Can you hear me now, both places? No, that but was a variety. Really by the way, by the way, if you if you're watching this, I'm actually curious. If you use AT and T, smash thumbs up. If you use Verizon, smash thumbs down. And if you use What's the next one? T-Mobile. Anything T-Mobile? else? Yeah. Anything else? AT and T, thumbs yeah. up. Uh, Verizon, uh, uh, t- thumbs, uh, thumbs down. down. And then if it's uh, anything else, just put whatever else you use. T-Mobile. Anything else you use, just comment it below. We want to know what they're using. Is I'm what just you curious know? to know what people are using. Okay. I'm actually very curious to know. You're AT and T. I'm AT and T. Verizon. You're Verizon. AT and T. Paul. T-Mobile. T-Mobile. I was Sprint, but they... Uh, Paul, that makes sense why you're team mobile. Paul's always like... Oh, no wonder you're defending the freaking Sprint well, guy. I'm, no, I'm going to defend Sprint okay. here. So let, free data. Let's, so. T- let's talk about let's talk about Super Bowl, okay? Let's yeah, talk about, let's I, go I was there. waiting because we're trying to see if California works, so folks are waking up because, you know, we've yeah. been an hour We're a little earlier, earlier today. We're a little earlier than usual. So right now, California time is what? 5.18, right? So they're in bed waking up, you know. Pad, why did you do this to Tom us? Tom Brady's just waking up at 5.30. Tom Brady's been awake. He's done ran six miles yeah. already. And <laughs> he's, he's in Eastern time zone. Yeah, so, so Brady in 2002 won his first of the uh, 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 seven Super Bowls. George Bush was president. Justin Timberlake was still the member of NSYNC. And a Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, was six years old. Companies mm-hmm. that advertised during Tom Brady's first Super Bowl. AOL. That's why I went That's with this guy, guy first. Great AOL. Intro. Then Blockbuster. Think about Blockbuster did a Super Bowl commercial in 2002. Radio Shack, Circuit City, Comp USA, Sears, Hot Jobs, Yahoo, Voice Stream Wireless, and Gateway Computers. Mm -hmm. Is that not crazy? How many of those companies are still relevant? Well, first of all, relevant or around? There's a big difference. Both. AOL is still around. Radio Shack is somewhat still around. Blockbusters. Uh, Sears is around. You got uh, Yahoo is around. Uh, Gateway. Yes, really four of them. So voice streams wireless. I looked it up. They're actually what we know as T-Mobile today. Okay. Mm. Uh, They were were spun off, and then they were acquired, and then they were purchased. Um, Gateway Computers and uh, CompUSA were all bought by, were both bought by the same company, which is a computer component company. Uh, you have Radio Shack was actually uh, since 2017 it was basically done, but a general wireless operations bought the trademark and essentially the the branding of it. So they've been using it. Guys, you're now witnessing what Kai brings to the table here. This is R and D right here. This is research and development. You're bringing some some let, knowledge to the people the guy that respect. Finish. We're getting oh, I'm smarter. Sorry. I'm, I, I was getting but too smart shot, right there. Like I'm just saying this is what he's bringing to the table here. And then and then Gateway Computers was acquired by Acer, which is another computer company. Uh, and if you look at it... Do you it, remember a Gateway Computer? Do you remember Gateway Computer? I remember the name. Do I don't you remember. remember. That was my first laptop. Back. Do you? Re- I actually remember Gateway Computer. Really? Yeah, I thought I thought I mean, you went into the store. You saw Gateway can be like Bill Gates. Are you kidding me? Like this thing could actually... Was Gateway have, Microsoft? What do you mean? Wasn't Gateway... No, there was the Bill Gates came out with a uh, uh, computer himself back in that time. Really, I thought separate so. from Microsoft. What I do you thought mean? it was uh, they never came out with a computer PC. Mm-hmm. Okay, all so I'm I, thinking I thought, of in those days was like, dude, you're getting a Dell. How that was the coolest yeah, guy in the no, world. No, I didn't at that think point. about Dell. I thought about uh, Gateway came out. I thought Gateway okay. could have some legs. Yeah, so, but so here you go: AOL, Blockbuster, yep. Radio Shack, Circuit City, CompUSA, Sears, Hot Jobs, Yahoo, Voice Stream Wireless, Gateway Computers. You were gonna say something. Uh, 
I know we're going to go deep into this topic right here, but this is very uh, reminiscent of uh, the episode you just did on how to stay relevant. And very quickly, things can change if you don't compete in the marketplace. So I'm just teeing that one up for you in the, on this segment. You yeah, I mean, you, to- you got to realize the hardest part to do that in is companies. Like hmm. think about a company that was relevant in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010, 2020. Think about companies. Mm-hmm. It's not that many of them. This is like the whole statistic you read about that 70% of companies in the Fortune 500 from 1950 are no longer around. Yeah. 70% because the number one reason why they're not around is what? High level of competition, new level of innovation. Old school gets comfortable, casual. They think they're going to be big and powerful forever. Somebody new comes and uh, takes them out. If, if eight out of these 10 companies are tech companies, and especially considering this is 2000, so this is right after the, the dot-com bubble, and do you think there's more competition there than other companies as Sears? You mean tech? You yeah. mean in the tech? Yeah. I'm sure. It's not even that there's more competition. I don't think it's that, that one industry lacks competition more than others, although some industries do. Like if you think about Pepsi versus uh, Coca-Cola, if you think about Pepsi and uh, Coke, two guys got the, you know, the entire market. Major and market every time share. you come out and you have some kind of momentum, they buy you out. Here's a billion. Here's a billion. Here's a billion. Get out. They buy them out. Right? Okay. So duopoly. But I think what the difference is between technology and all the other industries, technology changes mm-hmm. faster. So if anything changes faster, you can go from one moment being a hero to next moment you're relevant, thank you, and no one even knows who you are. So that's the difference between technology and the rest of the guys. But let's continue with the yeah. whole Super Bowl thing. The weekend performs. Yep. And everybody's thinking this entire time, did you guys think the artists got paid for doing a halftime Super Bowl? I, yeah. I thought they yeah. did. Did you? Paul, did you? I thought they made like a mill. I thought they made some kind of money. So apparently, every performer that performs during Super Bowl halftime show never gets paid. Beyonce, Bruno Mars. They get get scale, Pat. I mean, scale is like not that much money, though. You're not talking about like a million bucks or 10 million bucks. Can you check to see if Michael Jackson got paid for halftime show? Because if Michael Jackson didn't get paid, he was like the king, right? What year was he doing the Super Bowl? Long time ago. 1990. Yeah, that was a while back when he did it. So Beyonce to Bruno Mars have essentially worked for free. Despite selling out stadiums on world tours, most halftime A-listers are reportedly paid union scale, which is a fraction of a six- or seven-figure sums. They take on the reg, according to Forbes. It's usually worth the underpaid label for these stars since they could get as many as 104 million set of eyeballs on them mm-hmm. at no cost to them. It usually ends up to a big spike in sales. For example, last year's halftime performers J-Lo and Shakira collectively sold 21,000 song downloads, an increase of 893%. Able Weekend mm-hmm. spent almost $7 million of his own money beyond the already generous budget to make his halftime show be what he envisioned. $7 million, a rep for the star told the Post. So what are your thoughts? Good idea, not getting paid? They should get paid. Mm-hmm. What'd Let you find? First of all. Who's that? Michael Jackson. He asked for a million dollars, a seeming bargain, but the NFL did not pay its halftime performers a policy that remains. Wow, good yeah. for the NFL. Good for the NFL and good for Michael Jackson, but good for the NFL for not paying a million bucks and they took a stand. Yeah, that's eyeballs you got there. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the last sentence you said, Abel, which is the weekend's uh, real name, spent $7 million of his own money beyond the already generous budgets that they make for the halftime show. Yeah. So what I would do is I would insert the word invested seven million dollars of his own money rather than spent because it's all about roi and i'll give a case example pat 
Patrick Bet David, host of the Bet David podcast show. Did you know who the weekend was before the Super Bowl? No clue. You had no clue who he was. I, I knew his, I knew two of his songs. Boom. But I had no clue There's who my was. point. Yeah. You when when I when I first moved to Dallas, this was uh, you May, told me he, May, he, June. he's he's a level below Michael Jackson I with said, no dance. Moves. I said he can sing like Michael Jackson. He's got the moves, but he doesn't have the moves like Michael yeah. Jackson. But the point is, you did not know who the weekend was. No. But you were playing his hit song "Blinding Lights" on nice repeat. Song. Over for a month and over probably, and yeah. over and yeah. over again. And Pat said, I have no clue who the what I What is. I did know is the fact yeah. that he was the guy that did a face surgery, which was all fake. Yes. It was all a publicity, publicity stuff leading into this. Of course. Brilliant move, by the way. And he had all the bandaged people dancing around like yeah. they were zombies in Thriller, yeah. reminiscent of yeah. some Michael Jackson stuff. But even Pat, who was listening to Blinding Lights, oh, I, literally on repeat, like I remember playing ping pong and the song would just... There's no question. Boom, yes. boom, go, boom. Go, yeah. go, Still go. had no clue who The weekend was, even yes. though you listened to his song. So it just shows you can have a hit song and nobody knows who you are. Pat, do you know who The weekend is now? No question about it. And you by, know exactly way, who I got to tell you, man, yeah. in my opinion, some people are like, oh, he sucked. You know, his performance wasn't this. I thought it was amazing. I was literally entertained. Yes. And you could hear his voice because, you mm -hmm. know, sometimes you know, these types of things, AV's off, the sound is not really good. You're mm -hmm. singing where you're like, yeah, I can't really hear you sing that well. I thought he crushed it. Mm -hmm. I thought the setting was amazing. I thought the set was amazing. I thought the performance was amazing. When they walked on the field at the end as a player, I was a little bit ticked off. I'm like, listen, man, if you create one little, you know, uh, divot. area, divot where yeah. I can trip over, you know, and yeah. the guy, instead of getting a first down, you, you get well, a third down. Well, that's probably why Kansas City Chiefs got crushed. You yeah. know, it was all the weekend's zero fault. touchdowns, yeah. yeah but, uh, but I thought he was amazing. Yeah. So you're saying the investment of $7 million of his own money was a good idea? I'm saying, it's listen. It's a lot of money right I, there. I'm saying whether, what, number one, not getting paid. Completely understandable now. Yeah. Look at the eyeballs. It's free marketing. Sure. It's publicity. It's everything. I mean, that this you would thing want. says twenty-one thousand yes. song downloads. That yes. means you made twenty-one thousand dollars. Okay. What? what twenty-one thousand song downloads For means what? Seven million. Yeah. What, uh, Paul? What does twenty-one thousand song downloads mean at ninety-nine cents? Oh, that's one oh, I song. Don't know. I, I, I can't do math that fast. Okay, so listen. Now you're talking about. The weekend, who maybe, you know, let's say 50 million people knew who he yeah. was. I'm just yeah. making an example. Now, 250 million people it's know who he is. not that big of a number, I'm, but I'm let's a just say it's 75 million. I have a question, though. Yeah. Stage-wise, what is the, a bigger place to perform as an artist than, like, say, Super Bowl? I mean, there's only been 47 that's Super Bowl that's performers. The, that's that's the number one place to perform. O only? You, you really want to know? Here's what it is. World Cup Finals. Okay. World Cup Finals. But is it the same and, level of... And they don't even do entertainment like yeah. Super Bowl. No, yeah. they don't, they don't no. have... They don't have no. because yeah. it's short, interim, boom, yeah. they go. Yeah. Okay? If you had a chance. So I would say probably... It's the biggest show. It is the biggest show. Is it bigger yeah. than uh, uh, Olympics opening? And yeah. There's nothing yeah. bigger yeah. than but the Super Bowl. There's nothing bigger than the Super Bowl half. And the Olympics no, That's and the Olympic why Roger Godel makes $40 million a year yeah. and got yeah. a private jet and health insurance for the rest of his and life. It's a world... It's a legitimate worldwide audience. So you're saying the $7 million was worth weekend spending the $7 million? Absolutely. He's do a you household think, name Do now. you think he set the tone for everybody else in the future to also spend a part of their money? Or no? You think this is just like a one-off thing? Again, I'm, I'm using the word investing, not spending. This is an investment in your career, in bucks. your notoriety. Yeah, Beyonce didn't need to do that. She was already yes. a world. Everyone knew Beyonce. She didn't yeah. need to do it. So weekend, weekend is not a Beyonce yet. No, no. no okay. but now he's probably... Put it this way, Pat, yeah, he's probably, you didn't even know who The weekend was. You definitely know who he is now. No, probably your whole family knows who he is. Yeah. If The weekend goes to a concert in, here in Miami, you might now even take your family. Oh, I know The weekend. 
Now he's making money. Ma- Mario, now he's making Mario, revenue. Mario said he doesn't yeah. listen to the weekend Monday through Friday. Yeah. That's true. That's that was true. a joke. That was a Mario oh, joke. That's you, a, guys, Mario's stand-up act is coming soon. If you only knew Mario's joke, listen, I would tell yeah. you, any comedians in Florida hang out with yeah. Mario for one night, you will at least get 10 jokes from Mario. Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. You may have the audience walk out, but you will get 10 jokes yeah, yeah, yeah. from Mario. Kai. All right, so you're saying it was worth the $7 million. Kai, what are your thoughts on this? So I'd, I'd just be curious about what he spent compared to other people, uh, half to other halftime performers, and if the budget is lower this year than it is other years, uh, given that there's, with the audience, less people watching uh, ads. I mean, we've talked about ads pulling out, so maybe there's a lower budget, and then he made up for it. That would be and, something and I'd what, be curious what, about. What is, what is the uh, qualification, like, who votes for it? I wonder, like, who says this year we're using the weekend? Like, how do you it, campaign for that? Is oh, it the, the NFL? Yeah. But I wonder, is it a campaign or is it a, hey, weekend, you got the spot. It's yeah. you. Like, how does, you know how you lobby to say we want the Olympics to be mm-hmm. in such and such country? How, is there, is there a form of lobbying for it? I, I'm sure there might be slight lobbying. You know, agents are always, that's their job, but. It would be a similar process to, you know, kind of how we choose. Do you think a part of the $7 million is the money he paid to the NFL to be the halftime show guy? Like, do you think, you know what I'm saying? Like, it might be. You understand know, what I'm saying? Because no, that's I see where I'm going, going with this, this where yes. it's like, hey, NFL, I'll give you $3 bucks. Let me do the halftime. And NFL's like, okay, we'll take another $3 million. I don't think the NFL needs $3 million. Okay. All but, right. I mean, to put it in perspective, I, I see where you're going here, sort of with the conspiracy theory on the weekend here. I mean, let, let, let's look at – let's look at the, the – not, not, it's, not it's not that serious. <laughs> but, like, let's look at last, past performers. Yeah. You, I don't know – correct me if I'm wrong, Paul. Has there ever just been one singular performer just not named Michael Jackson who just performs by himself? Like, think about it. Uh, Shakira and J-Lo performed That's together. You had Maroon Five, a whole group. Very they brought on point. like the Rolling Stones. Very good. You point. brought you had Mike. You had Whitney Justin. Houston, Tim- I think she sang the national anthem. That's I don't think she was the performer. Yeah. You had Justin Timberlake with Janet Jackson. He ripped off the you know the titty. That was a famous thing. Uh, respect to that. Um, but just the even Bruno Mars had his whole crew vibe. The Bruno Mars cast or whatever. The All Stars. Just the weekend. One dude. Yeah. You know, okay. It, I mean, it, I'm sold. Listen, yeah. I'm with you. Good he for might, him. It's a conspiracy theory. Good for him. So he, he, you know, there may have been something going Prince, on there. Prince, 2007, so. by himself. Yeah. But Prince is Prince. Beyonce, 2013. That's another Mount Rushmore. New Kids yeah. on the Block, 1991. That's not. NKOTB hanging tough. Wait, James New wow. Kids on the Block, 1991. Yeah. That's huge. Black That's Eyed huge. Peas, 2011. Okay. But you had Fergie of Will I Am. You got the other two Yahoos. You, I mean, that, that's a whole group. You got the Florida A&M band, 1971. Florida Fam you, <laughs> Fam you. Yeah. Respect to Fam you if you're a Fam you. Uh, Diana Ross, Rattler. Respect. Okay, there you go. Diana Ross, 1996. You two, 2002. Okay, you're talking Beyonce. You're talking the, Beyonce is the modern day Diana Ross. I mean, people forget like yeah. she was the Beyonce yeah. of the 70s. I want to say 60s. Okay, but right, the we'll weekend just went from. Yeah, I kind of know that guy. He's pretty big to, you know, Mount Rushmore music status. Sa- right there. Super Bowl drew yes. higher TV ratings in Boston and Tampa. Plenty of Patriots fans still love to watch Tom Brady. According to uh, our end, uh, I don't know what you have over there. Boston generated a rating of 57.6, which means 57.6% of all the TVs in the market were turned to the game mm-hmm. in Boston. In Tampa, that number was 52.3. There's only yeah. one TV I care about. What's that? Tom, uh, Bill Belichick. I, I just care if Bill Belichick's TV <laughs> yeah. was turned on. The 57.6 rating in Boston surpasses the rating generated there for all 
but one of Patriots Super Bowl appearances, which is quite mm -hmm. frankly an amazing outcome. So Boston, even though they lost Brady, they still love the guy. Well, of guy, course. I, I and think, and, and even Patriots sent a tweet afterwards giving him love when he won, which was, was a classy like, well, move yeah. done by Pay. I'm almost certain that was Bill Belichick because he's a big tweeter. I can almost see that happening. So what do you think about this? Uh, so I have a theory about this. I think part of the reason is that um, when, it when a team is winning yeah. and you create a dynasty, there's more followers. A lot of casual fans don't care about sports unless okay. you're winning. I can see that. And Tampa, I don't know when they won the Super Bowl last, but it's been Warren a Warren Sapp, uh, 2000, John Gruden. 2004. Okay. A long time ago. Okay. No, 2000. That's a long time ago. 2002, 2002 yeah. yeah, 2003. Uh, and I mean, with, with the Patriots, they've been in what? Nine Super Bowls since 2002. So obviously you have a lot of casual fans that then start jumping on the bandwagon, so to speak. And I think now that even though he's left, they're still football fans in general, and then also, obviously, that he was basically born and bred in in uh, Boston. I mean, you have 19 years versus one year of a track yeah. record, right? So you have 19 years of, of rooting for Brady versus in a COVID-plagued season, somehow the GOAT ends up in the Super Bowl, and you're a casual Tampa Bay fan, and you, you, you might watch the Super Bowl. But let's not forget, uh, you know, the, the level of sports fans. And we'll use a story from this past weekend. You know, you go to Green Bay, for example. What are you doing on the weekend? You're watching the Packers play no straight question. up. I mean, yeah. you're in New England in the middle of winter. You're watching Tom Brady play. We walked into a sports bar on in Miami this weekend, and it was pretty funny. <laughs> and it was it was it was Pat, I, his kids, you guys showed up, and uh, you know we were getting lunch. We were hungry. We were. It was a packed. Uh, shout out to my my boy Rudy who runs uh, Top Forty Two. Uh, Alex Rudolph down in Miami. Free commercial. Free commercial for the Top 42 crowd. Uh, go go get the uh, the hot plates there. But the point is the place is packed. People are celebrating <laughs> birthdays. It's a it's a level up on Yard yeah. House. And Pat goes, I go, I go, I asked the waitress, I go, this place is pretty packed today. Yeah. And uh, she's like, yeah, you know, our bottomless brunch, da 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 da. And Pat goes, but don't forget, you know, University of Miami is playing VTech in basketball. I go, Pat. Dude, that's there's nobody here watching a random college basketball game in Miami. He's like, really? That's that's not why people are here. I go, no. See, and we're in Miami. Yeah, we're University in Miami. Miami is playing yes. Virginia Tech. It's I said, tied seventy two to seventy two. Yeah, it's going into like double yeah. overtime. They should. I go. Be. I go. Pat. It's not. It's not Bama football. It's, and I looked around. Yeah, literally nobody. No was one was watching the, the screen. Yeah. We. I said, Pat, we're in Miami. There's nightclubs. There's yeah. you know you can go jet skiing. You can go anywhere you want. You can do field trips. You can go to the beach. Nobody's sitting so, around so watching did a random you college indirectly game. take a shot at the folks in Boston. Dude, no. what, what was that wow. movie? Was it was it? What, I don't know what movie it was. If it was Ben Affleck with if it was Goodwill Hunting, where yeah. Ben Affleck tells uh, uh, tells uh, what's his Matt name Damon. Matt Damon. He says, "Man, I'm so sick of the uh, you know the women in Boston. Boston. I got to leave this place. I think yes. there is a yeah. line there somewhere. I don't yeah, know where it was. Yeah, and he had he wanted to leave. So well, me." Yesterday I was get, I was talking to uh, Nicholas Ingram, who's a sniper. Okay, and he has thirty three confirmed kills. Irving, Irving. I'm, I'm sorry, Nicholas Irving, who has thirty three confirmed kills, is what uh. he has in a span of like uh, ninety days or hundred days. Pretty intense, all in Afghanistan, three or four right? Months. Yeah, three or four months. And uh, I said, "What city are you in?" He says, "San Antonio." I said, "How do you feel about San Antonio?" He says, "I can't stand it." I said, "Neither does Charles Barkley." You know, Charles Barkley <laughs> always takes shots at San Antonio. So today. Uh, New England, I just want you to know, 
Adam Sawsnake. Mm -hmm. Adam, A-D-A-M, Sawsnake. If you want to make sure you send him a message, the fact that he took a shot at Boston, you can reach well, him. Well, yeah, I mean, listen. Sauce talks money. Sauce talks money. Listen, you know, if you want him smart and pale, go to Boston. If you want him dumb and tan, come on down to Miami. So... I'd like something maybe in the oh middle. So gosh, there we go. I took a go. shot at both cities. Okay. All right. Even though I love my people. Okay, so let's go to Norway. Let's though. go to Norway. Let's go to Norway. Speaking of Norway. smart and pale, yeah. let's go to Norway. Let's go to Norway. So <laughs> Norway, Norway, Will Ferrell comes out. We can't show it. But if you saw it, you know, we can't show the Norway, the the, the GM commercial. And he punches the, uh, what do you call the it? The, can we actually show the commercial or no, Mario? I don't know if we can show the commercial or not. If we can, we'll, I don't want to show it. In, no, no, no. Then a, we don't show a, it. A homeless-looking Will Ferrell, yeah. by the way. So he punches. Scraggly-looking. Ticked off because Norway is now the leading country in the world for? Electrical vehicles. So go ahead. I'll turn it over to you here. What happens this next? This guy's moment no, to so, shine, baby. So this commercial actually came on early in the Super Bowl, too. It was first quarter, so. It was early. It was early. I don't know it if it was first or second, but yeah, it was early. It was, it was early. So the commercial came on, and then uh, yesterday, my uncle actually sent me a video where there's a Norwegian university that responded to the commercial. It's like a dig at the commercial, and Will Ferrell specifically, and I want us to watch that. <laughs> Mario, if you want to get it prepared, Mario's sitting over there in the corner just enjoying the show, uh, which is yeah, good. University? Yep. Yep. Full screen. Damn it! Holy mackerel. Olaf, Olaf. This just arrived for you. Uh, it smells like uh, uh, fishy. I don't care. The Americans are coming, and Will Ferrell does not look happy. What do we do? We have to make a public apology. And we have to get rid of anything else that might make Will envy us in any way. If he gets so annoyed about our electric vehicles, I can't imagine how he'll react to all the other stuff. All right, action. Dear Mr. Farrow, dear General Motors, on behalf of our university and the rest of Norway, we are truly sorry. We want to maintain a strong and sound relationship with the United States. And of course, we shouldn't have become the leading country in the world when it comes to electrical vehicles without checking with you first. And we fully understand that you want to punch us in the face. But our collaboration with you is of <laughs> utmost importance. Our student exchange, for instance. Oh. I paid tuition. Again. I paid tuition? Oh. One more time. I paid tuition. Good. But I don't pay tuition. Education in Norway is free, even for us Americans. Well, I know that, but Will Ferrell does not have to know. We wow. also hope that we can continue our extensive research collaboration with many American universities. We collaborate, for instance, with She's the actually the president. Yeah, yeah. Good afternoon, Rector. I was hoping I could talk to you about our battery research. Uh, you know that project that uses clean, renewable hydropower to recycle and reuse batteries from electric vehicles? Okay, but we'll have to talk about this later. This is really not a good time. Okay. What we're trying to say is that if you want See to... See you at the opening of the battery factory, then. Yes, yes, yes. What we're trying to say is that if you want to become the number one country in the world when it comes to electrical vehicles, we won't stand in your way. We'll even help you and co-create the knowledge you need. Excuse me. Hello? Hi, Rector. I just wanted to say goodbye, and I'll see you next year. I'm off for my one-year paid maternity leave. Sorry about that. <laughs> Not sorry. Wow. I'm on maternity leave, and she goes skiing. Sorry. Wow. Straight up. Good for them. And and the crazy thing is this is a 2,000 subscriber channel. In a day, it has 200,000 views. Uh, I mean, uh, um, people going to. But, but the point is, Norway got a big shot, and everybody's curious to know yes. what Norway's really doing. Yeah, no. So okay, so Norway clapped back. 
Yes. Who is that lady exactly? She is the president or like a duke of the university, kind of the Okay, of a university. Of, I, for of a second university, I thought it was yeah. like the president of Norway no, just no, clapping no, no. back. No, no, no. But let's not talk let's not forget the underlying themes there that they're I mean they're political. They're taking shots yes. at America. They are taking shots at Subtle capitalism. Shots. They are yes. taking shots at our entire economic system. So is, is, Norway, is Norway capitalism, socialism? That message just sponsored uh, socialism. So, 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 so Norway has a socialistic state, but it has a capitalistic market. So you have the free market, but then the state kind of comes in and takes over. So you have, for uh, maternity leave... Like a nicer version of China. Mm. A highly functioning, democratic... They're polite. Sure. Guys, um, and the thing is, but uh, obviously Norway has the money and the oil money... Seven trillion dollars. ...to support it. Yeah. And they have. Can you unpack that? What that mean? What you just said? Uh, so Norway is a smaller country. You have five and a half million people, I think. Yep. Uh, you have a a population that where most people are obviously working. You're kind of just and um, working and taking care of it. So you're paying in, and then you're getting back from the state. Um, Norway also is a big oil company. Norway could technically be like a Saudi Arabia or a oil this is country. What's country. Yeah. Yeah. This yes. is what's crazy, the fact that they have that However, much oil. However, mm -hmm. early on, as soon as they started, they said, basically, we're going to put this on a fund and yeah. save it for future generations. So they haven't tapped into it. This year, I think, was like the first year because of COVID, they actually tapped into it in since the existence of the fund. So here you have a company that or a country that's saving up and storing the money for later purposes, but then they're also taxing people a lot or and making sure that you're paying for the the goods of the state. What, what is what is the taxes over the high low? Uh, I think so. I think it's 30, 40 percent is tip, is a pretty typical tax. I think I paid twenty five percent or twenty eight percent when I was making thirty, forty grand or so. So you you paid you paid less than thirty percent when you're making thirty, forty yeah, grand. Yeah, I think so. And the top line, what's the top line? Does yeah. it go above 50 or no? Uh, that, I'm not sure. Okay, I'd be curious to know. because Highest that's a tax lot rate in Norway, <clears throat> if you want to look at that. Yeah, Mario. highest tax rate in Norway. Highest tax rate. But is there marginal tax brackets? Is it How does that work in Norway? Uh, I think it's marginal, yeah. Um, I'm not too yeah. familiar with it because I haven't. I didn't work there too much. Um, okay. But I think... Right, he was uh, 17 when <laughs> he think, left Norway. 38.4, but wait a minute. Sweden's top percent. I see 57%. But that's Sweden. That's Sweden. Well, what's the difference? <laughs> 38.4 is the high does that sound about right or is there higher than 38.4 i think There's that sounds be. about right -ish. okay i mean 38.8.4 to be high yeah. to be honest with you I, you know what this says no, to you there's got to be something higher no than no that. let me and tell you what this a... what does this say to you okay what does this say to you well it says that our taxes are damn too high our which means yeah. what which means we're overpaying so, yeah and it's irresponsible people that have no clue what to do with our money because we have California that pays 60%. Crazy. 60% this number can't be right. Is, this number can't there's, be right. There's, there's one tax that's not included here, which is the value-added tax. Let me go do the research over here. Uh, Norway has a value-added tax. So everything you buy has a 25% value-added tax, which obviously when you're paying and you're buying uh, makes it quite expensive. And, and Kai said something what is that, that uh, it shouldn't be thrown under the rug, but uh, Norway saves. You know, the Americans, uh, we don't save. Norway saved that money is what yeah. you're saying? Actually, very, that money. You but, know, but, that's but, something I can get behind. But, guys, on, on a, I'm actually being very, very, if that is the real number, okay, w could you get behind 38% top line, okay? I'm mm -hmm. not buying that, though. I, we got to check our stats okay, here. Okay. I'm thinking the top line has to be at least 50%. In a, in a socialist country or whatever, however you want to. They're probably put no, that's that's right. Also. That's what it says. I'm telling. I'm, I'm on a different. Okay. So it says uh, uh, Denmark is 45, 
Sweden is also close to 45. You know, then it says tax. Uh, okay, that's if it's if that's the real number. U.S. moving to Sweden. Yeah, moving no, to Norway. It's not about. It's not even that. U.S. is a, still the greatest country in the world, but the folks who are getting it's like it, it, think about it this way: mm-hmm. you have a money manager, okay, and say let's just say you have a million bucks with a money manager. You give it to Bobby, who's your money manager at Morgan Stanley Dean Witter. You stay with them for a year, two years, three years, four years, five years. Okay, five years later, your million is nine eighty. Your brother. Had a million dollars at the same time you put with Bobby, he put with Mary at Merrill mm-hmm. Lynch, hypothetically Bank of America, right? His million dollars five years later is one point nine million. What are you questioning? You're at nine hundred and eighty thousand. He's at one point nine million. Honestly, what are you thinking about? What's the first question you would say, Paul, if that happened to you? You and your brother have a million bucks at the same time. You give your money to Morgan Stanley. What are you with doing Bobby, with five years later, your million is 980. He manages it. Yeah. You give him the discretionary. Yeah. And your brother at Merrill, B of A, I, I, your I, million is 1.9 million. What are you asking? What I've are your a, questions? I've got a lot of questions. Ask the where, question. A, a, where am I invested? So what, do you what call, are your fees? What are you calling this guy? You're, you're on the phone with Bobby. What are you asking Bobby? I'll say the market's up 10% for the last X amount of years. Yeah. How am I down? A. What am okay. I, where, where, what's my allocation strategy? Me? Am I in stocks? Am I in bonds? Where am I out here? Hey, Adam, you got to trust me because the strategy I'm taking right now is this, and here's what's going on. Even oh, though right okay. now I feel like the next Where's two years the are going to be Where's the money going? Yeah, the money's going right now to small cap, and small cap's taking a hit, and we invested heavily into oil, and the last three years haven't been the best for oil okay. and real estate. So what let's, are you asking? Let's talk fees for a second. I mean, what's your AOM? Are you 1%? I mean, I assume I know that up front, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, so our AOM is a little bit, uh, as Morgan Stanley Dean would have, rather than paying 1%, it's about 1.5% here okay. with us because you are with Morgan Stanley Dean would and with the top... Oh, yeah. the luxury of yeah, uh, so paying more. So what are you next? That's, uh, that's how I look at this. So the point I'm trying to make to you guys is we all mm-hmm. essentially, a part of your money manager that we all have is the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. U.S. government is your individual, everybody listening to this that's in America, it is everybody's money manager, the U.S. government. Got it. Every time you make $100,000 and you pay your $30,000 in taxes, $35,000 in taxes, whatever that number is, that's $35,000. Over 10 years, it's what? $350,000. What's the right question to ask? What did you do with my three fifty? Right. You have 350, and I'm not even a million. I'm only making $100,000. I'm paying 30. Let's just say that person is. Right. I'm only making $100,000, 35%. Over 10 years, I've paid you $350,000. Show it to me. Where's it at? Show it to me. I want to see it. Infrastructure, health care, Social Security, what Medicare, do you, Medicaid. What do, you, what do you need the 44% that we have right now? 40, top line. 40, 46 is the highest. U.S. And, and that's in, not even in Norway. That, no, no. In Norway. Okay. For, but, but here, okay. it's 40. 39. Say 40%, okay, and then yeah, at sure. state. Another five. You're looking at, yeah. well, California, oh, 13, right? Yeah. Huh? California is what, 13? 13? Dude, if you look at California's number, you're looking at 60% nearly. 55 Jesus. to 60% you're, you're making paying. over what? $400,000. The $400,000 is not yeah. a lot of money. If you put $400,000, if you put $100,000, and I'm paying whatever I'm paying for it, where is it? What are we doing with it? Mm-hmm. Okay? So if, if right now there was a level of accountability to say, what would you do with my money? How would you find that out? How would you track it? Like, hey, let's do stimulus do- a stimulus package, right? Let's just get right into it since we're already getting into that topic. $1.9 trillion stimulus, okay? Fine. Where's this $1.9 trillion of stimulus that they want to force to pass without the approval? By the way, unemployment right now, you know what un- unemployment is right now? Type up unemployment right now. 
Do you actually seven percent? What's seven percent? Is seven is that where it is right now? It's at seven percent. Okay. Is is seven percent the end of the world? No. Is seven percent? Hey, we let's, were at twelve percent. I think we had uh, when when we were at twelve percent. Did we send money out? Yeah, we did. No, when we were under under other administration under Obama under uh, did did Obama when unemployment? Okay, maybe do this. Go put history of unemployment rate. Go history of unemployment rate. And and here's where I want to go with this history of unemployment rate. Go to images. Uh, oh, actually, right there, that side is a good side, Mar. If you go back, yeah, click on that side. The balance unemployment since 1929 go up. Let's look at some stats here. Okay, go to 2008. Okay, 2008. Uh, da, 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 go up a little bit. When it was when it was 7.3, did Obama send us a stimulus? When it was 9.9 in 2009, did we get a stimulus? When it was a 9.3, did we get stimulus? When we when it was eight, did those four years send us stimulus? No. What is the unemployment right now, 2021 right now? So type in unemployment 2021, 2021 unemployment, unemployment rate. I got to say it's somewhere around 6 7%. Currently, I think, I think rate. the, high, I think the highest was you maybe put rate. Yeah. 12% when, uh, in, in April. Rate. Okay, 6.3%. 6. 6.3, 6. okay. You, you, you're sending $1.9 trillion at 6.3% unemployment. So here's what they want to spend the money for, hypothetically. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, we think we need to do... $2 trillion because America's slow to recovery. Direct payments of $1,400 to most Americans. What does most mean? Give me a specific qualification. Bring it into total relief to $2,000, including December $600 payment. Increase the federal per week unemployment benefit to $400 and extending it through the end of September. Seven months additional. Increasing the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. Extending the eviction and foreclosure moratoriums until the end of September, $350 billion in state and local government aid. What's, what's it going to be uh, spent on? I'm curious. Show it to me. $170 billion for K-12 through school and institution of higher education. $50 billion towards COVID testing. Fine. $20 billion towards national vaccine program in partnership with states, local, and tribes. Making a child tax credit fully refundable for the year and increasing the credit to $3,000 per child. $3,600 for a child under the age of six. The plan is the first of two major spending initiatives Biden will seek in his first few months of his presidency, according to senior Biden officials. Senior Biden officials have been working with the stimulus plans for weeks, also confirmed that the president will support $10,000 in student debt. So mm -hmm. $2 trillion. Now we look at $2 trillion and what do we say? Come on, man, Pat, it's not really a big deal. Okay. No, it's a big deal. I, if I ask you this question, you already know the answer to this question. So, you know, in the history of America, mm -hmm. how much money have we ever printed? Do you know the answer to this question? No, tell okay. us. Paul, do you actually know the answer to this question? From day one, 1776, till today, how much money have we printed? How much money is in circulation from day one America till today? From day one till, till today. today. Yes. Day one till today. I would like say eight or nine trillion. I was gonna say under ten trillion dollars. Okay, six point one trillion dollars. Okay, six trillion ever ever. Do you okay. know how much of it was in twenty twenty? Forty percent. I think yeah. Two trillion dollars was in twenty twenty. In one year versus two hundred and forty years. Mm -hmm. For if you want to pull up that link that I show uh, sent you, on this is from the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve. Okay, that is. Money stock, M1, okay? You go all the way back to now. Look look what happened in 2020, how much money was. Look what happened in 2020, and the amount of 41% of it was printed just this year, 2020. Oh, let's do another $2 trillion. Oh, let's do another $2 trillion. Oh, let's do another $2 trillion. You can close that up. 
what's the moral of the story here? Listen, I mean, hey, you know, look what's what's happening to these stocks. They're going to the roof. Look what's happening to, mm -hmm. you know, gold is not, you know, 70,000 per kilo, whatever the number is. Oh, look at what's going on with, you know, all these other things that baseball cards, a Michael Jordan rookie card a year ago, you could buy one for $40,000. One just sold at an auction for $700,000. Whatever you can't overprint, the values of those things are going up. Land is going to go up. You got, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, gold. Bitcoin and gold. Gold. Look what mean. happened with all Bitcoin. You yeah, got baseball cards, collectibles. These things are going up, and we keep printing money. So if you keep printing money, what happens? Oh, my gosh, look at the economy. It's so great. Hyperinflation. Going up. Everybody's yeah. so happy. Everybody's so good. Everybody's so there. Look, look how great things are looking. Really? Okay. Watch how bad it's going to hit us all of a sudden. Watch how bad it's going to hit us all of a sudden. This is a very, very important time to actually sit down with your husband and your wife and strategize what you want to do, or even yourself, what you're going to do with your strategy moving forward, mm -hmm. money-wise. This is not a, like, you had another, you know, couple trillion dollars. What does that $2 trillion come from? Are we sitting on $50 trillion of cash? No. Are we in debt We're 100 in debt. and something trillion dollars? China, oh, we owe $1 billion. 400 of 1 billion, billion dollars Japan trillion? we owe 1.1 billion dollars they're just spending money as if it's like keep printing it it's okay we can afford it keep printing it so here's my question for you okay cuz clearly by your tone you're not happy with all the printing is that fair to say it it would be an understatement okay you're not yeah. happy with this no it would be an understatement so, uh, you know obviously there's certain you know um Republicans on certain side of the aisle, the Ted Cruz's of the world, you know, the fiscal conservatives, what have you, that obviously have the same philosophy as you. Like, what the hell are we doing with all this printing? I'm kind of there with you as well. Yeah. So the other side of the coin, you have Jerome Powell, you have Janet Yellen, obviously Biden, people on the Biden administration saying, we need to add more stimulus to the economy. Interest rates are literally rock bottom. We can borrow our way out of this, grow the GDP, pay off some debt. Yeah. Like, it's no secret. Janet Yellen, Jerome Powell, the Biden administration, they're basically saying spend, 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 spend. So my question is, if they're the foremost thought leaders economically in this country, right? She is the uh, Treasury Secretary. She's yeah. the former yeah. Fed chairman, Jerome Powell now, uh, Fed chair. Do they know what they're talking about? Do, do they the, know what they're talking about? Right, meaning there's a, there's a big difference between knowing what you're talking about and making a short-term decision versus a long-term decision. Okay, this is not about. Of course, these are brilliant, brilliant people. Powell is not a dummy to go up there and says, "Yeah, we're going to keep the interest rates low till 2023." Mm -hmm. There is knowing what you're doing, you know, for the benefit of the future generations of whoever. There is the other part, guys. We need a band-aid. Just we're bleeding. Just freaking, you know, yeah. tie it up, dude. Get something out there, you know, tie it. Yeah, I mean, it, the approach that being taken is not about how smart these folks are. Let me give you an idea. For example, mm -hmm. what industry took the biggest hit the last 12 months? Airline. Travel. Airline? Yeah. Who else? Hotels. Hotels, restaurants, okay. restaurants. Okay. Hospitality. Fine. Fine. By Leisure. the way, airlines, to me, a part of airlines, they need to go out of business. You read it, You want them to fail. This is not, the not I, not I want them to fail. I want the irresponsible ones to be bought by responsible people. Okay. That's what I want to happen. If you're an irresponsible operator of a company spending money left and right, mm -hmm. you need to be bought by a responsible operator because it's better for the economy and the consumer for a responsible operator to run your company. Are there uh, who's the most responsible airline operator? Was it is it Southwest? Who, Del who? Delta's also one of them. Spirit. Is it Spirit? 
And who's the irresponsible? Is it United? Who's been struggling the most? United, American? Listen, we can pull up okay. the numbers right now kind of figure I'm out. just wondering about yeah, that. But go, you were going somewhere with that. Go ahead. Yes. Let the responsible people mm -hmm. buy the irresponsible people, okay? And let's change operation. What did one CEO do to Southwest Airlines? Turned it around. What did one great CEO do to Southwest Airlines? Think about it. Well, why is... Why does everybody hire somebody when on the resume it says, I worked under Jack Welch for four years? Why does everybody want to hire that person? Why is there a premium under, I worked under Jack Welch? Why is there a premium, I was an assistant coach under Bill Belichick for five mm -hmm. years? Why is there a premium for, I was an assistant coach under Bill Walsh, under Phil Jackson, under Van Gundy? Where is the premium? Why is there such a big premium and to come in, out of a sales program of Xerox or IBM. Xerox and IBM for decades were known as the best sales trend. Why is there a premium in that? Because of what's being taught from the top, okay? Okay, so what's being taught from the top, you got these companies that are being irresponsible. I'm sorry, you, that's, that's your fault. Why'd you overspend? I'm gonna go back on your track record and see how your spending was. Mm -hmm. No, based on your spending, you just keep going into debt. That's not the response. stock decision. buybacks after the- Way uh, too much, tax right? cuts. Number two, what industry, my concern, Mm -hmm. My concern is on the bigger guys. They know exactly what they're doing. The biggest hit was taken by small business owners running mom-and-pop shop restaurants. That's one, one shop, one bar, local, yeah. that's been there for 15 years, family, passed down for 40 years, generation after generation. You want to help those guys out? Yeah. We ought to. You know why? Because who shut them down? The government. The government. the government is responsible for their laws. Bail those guys out. I'm with you there because you screwed them up. They didn't do anything wrong. I'm not telling you I don't want to go to work. I want to go to work. You're telling me I can't go to work. Well, then pay me. Do you mm -hmm. understand? There, there's a relationship here. You create the laws. Fine, Mr. Government, you're creating the laws. Pay me. Support me because I got a wife and kids, and my savings is depleting from 62000 to 53000 to forty one. I've been saving $63,000 may not be a lot of money to a rich person in Wall Street, but $63,000. You know how many people take a decade to save $63,000? That's a lot of money. Yep. 63K is a lot of money. I, you know, let's just spend some money. Send the money here. Send the money there. You don't want to send the money to school. We want to send the money to education. Why don't you send the money and bail some of these guys out? I understand education. We don't. We rarely see it. How many times have you seen the education program in your schools getting better? Like you go, well, not much has really changed. Where did all this money go to? Yeah. Where does all this money go to? So my biggest challenge is accountability. You want to help out the restaurant folks? Do so. I sat down one time and I talked to, I, I don't know, Zimmerman. I don't know Andrew what his Zimmerman. name is. Zimmerman. Very political Andrew guy. Zimmerman, yeah. And you know what's starting to happen today? Which this is, the, this is probably the most beautiful part about what's going on right now in America. My opinion. One of the most beautiful parts of what's going on in America right now. California has a recall right now. They're trying to get Newsom out. Okay? And it's looking like they're going to get there, by the way. Do you know 30% of the people that voted for Newsom to be out are Democrats? 30% of people yeah, that are okay. voting, they are, they are uh, 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 what's the word where it's uh, um, your Democrat, it's, it's an M word. They're moderates. Mo moderates. They're moderates, <laughs> right? But they're Democrats, yeah. but they're moderates, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what is happening today? You know what's happening in America today? Politics is out the window. It's pure logic nowadays. Shamat is saying, I'm going to run for governor. Shamat's not a Republican. He wants to run against Newsom. What are you running against Newsom? Why have you been calling yeah. him out? Because now it's about all reasoning throw out the republican party throw out the democratic party now it's becoming about issues which is beautiful i think it's a great thing because it's it, a beautiful for, for thing. so long politics has been exactly. emotional if you're republican i hate trump no way yes. now yes. it's like hold on hold yes on, hold on, hold on. but 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 the consequences the side effects are now saying 
listen, man, maybe 100% loyalty to my party is kind of not working out. Maybe 100% loyalty for to- For both sides. Wake up, caller. You might want to say that again, by the way. Oh, maybe 100% of loyalty to your party is not working out. Yep. Both sides. Maybe now it's time we sit there and we just reason and process and Oh, my God. That's so powerful issues. what you're saying that's right now, Pat. That's what we need to do. Because where we're going today, yep. it's a beautiful thing. I agree. Because it's like, well, let's raise the minimum wage. Hey, let's stop the oil and all this stuff. Oh, let me kind of pull that back. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Why? Because even Democrats don't like what you're saying about that. What do you mean let's pull this out? You're going to cost all these people these jobs. These are high-paying jobs. These are good jobs that you got. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's hold up. Why are you changing your mind? Yeah. What happened all of a sudden? I thought yeah. this was an executive order. So we are kind of being pushed by our own community. It's like the father who goes home. Here's what we're going to do. And his son says, Dad, can I talk to you? Yeah. I think you're wrong. And I totally disagree with the approach you're taking right now mm-hmm. with your youngest son. I think it's a wrong approach. And I'm t- not telling you this in front because I know you're a dad and I want to give you the respect, but I don't think you're taking the right approach. And I think you need to rethink your decision of what you just did with them. I think you're wrong. And I know you're upset with me. I know you're just, but I, I think I'm the only person I can say something. And mm-hmm. I, who are you to talk to me like this? Do you know what he did? He says, dad, I get it, but I think you're wrong. And I hope you reconsider what you're doing right now. It's the son that's calling out the father right now. And it's a beautiful thing. And as long as a father sits there and says, maybe my son sees an angle that I don't see. You have to consider that a little bit. This is the feedback, right? Mm-hmm. We'll do things here, and I'll say, Mario, what do you think? Pat, I don't know about that. I don't think that's a good idea. Okay, great. Hey, Kai, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't. I say, I say we stick to this. Okay, cool. It's now we're asking the what do you think more instead of I know what I'm doing and you don't because I went to Columbia. I went to Berkeley, and you did not. It's not how life works today. People are getting called out from their sides, and I love it. I love it. You think we'll see another progressive movement where there's people that are fighting for a cause regardless of which party? Do I think we will see... First of all, these movements are not going away. Just so you know. What movements are you talking about? AOC is not going away. You know, socialism movement's not going to go away. Communism's not going to go... These movements are not going to go away. But the argument gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Like, you don't see a full-on public communistic party today like you saw back in Hollywood behind closed doors. But there's still... A group of people, I don't like the the word communist. You know how the other day I was uh, talking to the guy and he says, you know, I'm running a business. I'm doing four or five million. I don't want to say the guy's name, but you know what I'm talking about. He wanted to bring a partner and to give him equity to help grow the company. Yep. And he says, but I don't know how to put it. And I said, you have to realize you have the business, which means the controls are on who? Yeah. I said, what you're saying is the word control is what? Control trust. and trust go together, right? Control and trust go together. Okay, fine. So if control and trust go together, lazy and bored go together, okay? Bitter and lack of creating go together. You know what word goes together with communism or socialism? What is it? Free. Power and control. No, it's okay. not free. It's power and control. Socialism and communism is to have power over you and to control you. What, it, is it the government that has yes, power and control over you? Of course. Who else okay, does? Yes. I'm forcing you mm-hmm. to pay higher taxes. I'm forcing you to do what I tell you to do. That's purely force. There is no choice in that. The only choice I have is leave the country. It's not choice. That's force. You're forcing me out is what you're doing. Circling back to Kai with Norway, you, you, you kind of said that they're socialists, but they're capitalists. What kind of power and control does the Norwegian government have over the people with taxes, you know, that kind of stuff? So I think uh, a lot of it depends on culture as well. And and if you're smaller, because Norway has a, is a culture where it's a non-confrontational, you're more polite, you're... You act responsibly, uh, and the government kind of abides by those rules as well, where they're acting responsibly and they're not 
serving their own interests. Uh, campaigning in Norway is basically non-existent. There's no political campaigns. Really? They don't. They're not even allowed to advertise on. What do you TV. think about that? I think it's good. What do you think good. about that? I think it's you good. You can't campaign. What no, does that they, mean? Essentially, they campaign, but the whole can't money advertise. aspect is out. Raise money and uh, and spend money. Oh, if money you're getting money, uh, you know, big money, I, I think that's a great thing. That? Would you like that in America? Campaign finance reform, yes. I think, is yes. Okay, you, you sure could, you, you want to say yes? I, in my instinctually, yeah. to, to have someone like Bloomberg come in and spend a hundred million dollars in, in one Florida, state, Florida yeah. to have the Koch brothers dominate the Republican Party, to have Sheldon Adison rest in peace. You don't speak ill of the dead. Dominate the Republican Party. Yeah, I think that was a. Um, I think would that ever happen in America? Would whatever happen? Where you you don't you can't raise money to campaign. I think it's a you can't put the genie back in the bottle. I mean. What what was the the big was it in 2010 or the campaign finance reform or what the what was the Who big you can't take money from what, and how what, much what's the term to, what's the term I'm thinking I it's I know what you're here. talking about I don't know but the it's term basically now. big yeah. donations you know it's the whole super PACs everything like that you know secret dark money Do you think both sides would go away with that no but getting big money out of politics I think is a very good thing not like getting yeah. it out of there well I mean I like you can that buy your own candidate. And then you know you know what would happen if that was the case. What's what what happens if that's the case where you can't take money? I mean, politicians wouldn't be making as much money. There there there's not the same interest to run to work in politics. What else? What else would be a problem if that were to take place? Uh, lobbying. Self funding. Yeah. So if it's self funding, then the guys that have the money would run. So there's also there's a there's a. But it's it's also your your. Well, you can you can you can raise money from people though. But no, he's saying people. you can't. They're, they're, but I'm saying that's fine, but getting like the George Soros's of the world to just throw in, you know, the Bloomberg's of the world. That's a different story. It's a different so, story. But yeah. the, Small the, the, the $25 way, donations, I'm cool with. Like the, the, way, the Bernie model, I'm cool with. Whether you do agree with Bernie or not, he had millions of people saying, dude, I'm down with Bernie. Here's 10 bucks. I'm cool with that. To have the Koch brothers come in or the Soros's come in saying, Here's a hundred million. Good luck. Like I don't think you can just buy your way to the presidency. Like so, that. so, so. Why don't we? Why don't we transition into since we're on this topic here, and we'll come back to some of the other topics. But why don't we transition into the fifteen dollar minimum wage and what happened with that? Okay. Okay. Fifteen dollar minimum wage. What page are we? There we go. So fifteen dollar minimum wage would cut employment, uh, 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 reduce poverty. CBO study finds. So, so it's both ways. So one. It would cut unemployment. It would cut employment, but it would reduce poverty. So let's take a look at what happened with the report that came back. Increasing the federal minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour by twenty twenty five from the current rate of seven twenty five, as President Biden has called, Biden has called for, would cut employment, not unemployment, employment, by one point four million jobs, meaning one point four million Americans would lose their job, and reduce the number of Americans below poverty line by 900,000, according to a study released by nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office on Monday. While more than 1 million would lose their jobs, that's 1.4 million, the report said that 17 million U.S. workers, or about 10% of the labor force, would have pay increases. Another 10 million workers who earn slightly more than $15 an hour could also potentially see pay raises because... If you're making 15 right now and the other guy's making 725, then the 725 becomes 15. The 15 is going to be like, why am I getting paid the same as the 725 guy? The 15 is going to go to 20 just because the 725 now caught up. The study assumes as of a, a June 1st effective date for the bill raising the federal minimum wage to 950 an hour under the plan, the wage would be increased annually until it reaches 15 by mm -hmm. 2025. From 2021 to 2023, the plan would increase 
payments to workers by net $333 billion after accounting for wage increases and job losses, the study found. That would allow low-income workers to spend more, but would increase labor costs for businesses and raise prices, especially at restaurants. The loss of jobs would cause a modest negative overall impact on economic growth. So the loss of jobs would cause a modest negative impact. Modest is the word used, impact. The cumulative federal budget deficit from 2021 to 2031 would increase by $54 billion of a $15 minimum wage was enacted largely because higher price of goods and services would contribute to an increase in federal spending, the report found. Thoughts? Mm -hmm. So the initial what comes to mind is, I'm going to go somewhere different with this and I'll circle back, is the power of reason and not just blindly following your party. All right, so personal example, I remember a few years ago, I went and I interviewed a bunch of people who were in the in Florida. They were it's called the Fight for 15 campaign, and they they're a lot of these people work for big companies, the airlines, the big box retailers. They're not working for little mom and pop shops. They're working for the Amazons of the world or the American Airlines of the world, and they're fighting, protesting for a $15 minimum wage. So instinctually, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm on the side of these people. Like they're they're telling me they got to get two jobs to fight for the you know to to, to to um to just sustain life um so initially i'm thinking this is ridiculous you gotta you know and then i started researching this a little bit more and then i started you know i even you did an episode about this about not having minimum wage having um a living wage right and essentially what i've realized is that these minimum wage increases, they sound good, a lot like socialism, you know, on the surface, they sound good, but when you actually run the numbers and when you see that, well, over a million people are going to lose their jobs and there's actually going to be some adverse effects to this and it's not all pretty and on the surface, yeah, of course, uh, raising the minimum wage sounds good, but what are the ramifications of that? And you can kind of get into the numbers here. It's the numbers behind the story tell a different story, basically. So, um, I'm in favor of certain big cities, New York City, you know, San Francisco, you know, states having, you know, $15 federal minimum of state minimum wage. But Tuscaloosa, Alabama, if you have a small little pizza shop and you have three employees there and you're paying them all eight bucks an hour, and now you're paying them 15, they're going to go out of business or at least two of the people are going to get increases. You're going to fire the, the pizza delivery guy or whatever. So people are going to lose jobs, like it says here. And uh, some, you know, the poor will get a little bit uh, wealthier. Kai, what do you got? So first thought, which was why I added this this chart, yep. is essentially I was looking at the prices over time. How much has it jumped? How quick? How quickly? And where has it been at since 1961? That's 60 years. It's jumped from one dollar to seven seven twenty five, so six bucks. Now in five years, they want to jump that again twice as much. Which so it's, so it's jumped from a dollar minimum wage in 1961 to f- essentially 15 do- 15 times they want to increase it from 1960 by 2031 is that the number by 2031 20, yeah it's not 2025 2025 15 bucks so it's 65 years 64 years they want to raise minimum wage 15 times yeah and well for me it's also if you look at uh so what have the previous hikes been right yeah so we look in 61, it was a dollar. In 78, it was 265. In 81, it's 331. In, seven, in 97, you got 515. 2007, it's 585. 2009, it's 725. 
2025, now 15. What about a 10 or a $9 or something like that? I think 15 is a lot. First of all, because like Adam mentioned, there's, um, you see, you have glo uh, nationally, you don't have the same uh, demand for, for the workforce in smaller counties and stuff like that. So I'm more a proponent of increasing a state uh, minimum. Leave it to pension. federal, leave exactly. it to the state exactly. to decide exactly. what they're going to be exactly. doing, right? Because, okay. Or because, county even. Yeah, because uh, you, you can't do it. And if you look at it, minimum wage jobs are mostly entry-level jobs. And they're usually called like stepping stone jobs. You start here and then you kind of build up some experience mm -hmm. and then you move on or you move up. Uh, who, who or what are the jobs? Mostly it's kind of service industry and stuff like that where you can also move up uh, as you grow in experience and you yeah. can get a better job. Um, another thing, you look at uh, with with increasing a minimum wage, you'll have an increase of robots. I mean, if you go to McDonald's, you can order now without even talking to someone. Soon enough, there'll be a robot in the kitchen as well. So at that point, you're just speeding up well, you, the interest of a business because if I'm if I'm gonna pay, so what if else, I don't have but, to pay but, but these, think, go, go a little deeper there. What else are you speeding up if you raise minimum wage and everybody's going to robots? I mean, what you're you, speeding up unemployment. No, no. But what else are you speeding up? You're speeding up whose argument in the last campaign blew up on the liberal side? Who's our no, no one guy that came out of nowhere, the oh, entrepreneur, which was what UBI, UBI. Right. If you raise minimum wage, companies go to robots automation. Then you're speeding up the process of needing UBI. Yeah. So the raising of minimum wage forces us in the next ten years to accept a permanent UBI. Or you're also and and before that, I think also you're, it's acceleration. It's not. Yeah. It's not a matter of it's not going to happen. It's going to happen eventually. Yeah. But you're accelerating that process. Yeah, and I also think it's. Did I make sense to you? No, no, I, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I think a big part of it before UBI, because again, that's down the road. Yeah. I, I see a quicker solution is them uh, scaling down, obviously, on how many people you need, and then also you have an increase in sending jobs out, where it's there's a cheaper labor force. Just just to lay this up for you give us the pros and cons of where you're at with the minimum wage thing because i know this is something that you've been you know uh, pretty vocal about on valuetainment but where are you at with this the, right the now? math doesn't make sense for okay me because look you know how many pennies in a dollar a hundred mm -hmm. you can't do anything about that that's math there's nothing you can do to say can we have 200 pennies in a dollar no nope, it's 100 pennies in a dollar that's how much you're dealing with mm -hmm. you can't work it out so if you raise the minimum wage to 15 bucks let's just say you raise the minimum wage to 15 bucks Who's really affected by it? Does Merrill Lynch care? No. Does Wall Street care? No one in Wall Street makes 15 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. Okay? So the only people that in Wall Street that make 15 bucks an hour is who? Maybe a 16-year-old janitor? Like I don't intern, even see that. Yeah. Like an, maybe. And it, even an intern, you know. Doesn't like, even ah. affect them. Whatever. So, so who doesn't it affect? Go through okay. that. Wall Street. So Wall Street funds most of these politicians, but they're not affected by minimum wage. You know what they're saying? Guys, who cares about mm -hmm. this minimum? They don't care. In their boardroom, the last thing on their mind is what? $15 minimum wage. So what do they say? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go do it. So the most powerful people who are funding these guys, and these guys are asking them, we want to raise the minimum wage to 15 they say what? They don't even call me on this, man. I got other things to deal with. I'm, I'm, I want regulation is what I'm interested in. Do the $15. So who's affected by $15 if you think about it? Restaurants, hospitality, whom you crushed in the last 12 months. Mm -hmm. So let me get this straight. You destroy the small business owner restaurant guys 
And then on top of destroying them, you're telling them, I know you don't have any money and savings. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Here's some salt on your wound. Your minimum wage of that person you were paying as a waiter, a waiter and a waitress makes what? Minimum wage, $7.25, but their money comes from where? Tips. Mm -hmm. Now I got to pay $15 an hour for my 12 waiters and waitresses? What are you doing to me? So I thought you were for the little guy. I thought you were for the small business owner. What happened to you being for this little guy? This minimum wage is not helping me out. You sh- shutting me down even more. So now my $62,000 that depleted to $52,000 or $43,000, now my payroll and my net profits go smaller and smaller. So now my kid that was going to a nice little private school, now I have to take him out of private school. Now the additional money that was spending, now everybody's affected by it. Mm-hmm. This doesn't end up being tithing's going to go down. Money to charities. All that stuff's going to be affected prices by Prices are also going to go up. That's the following thing. You have to raise prices. If a burger is $4, be prepared for $8. If you're buying something, sodas, buck fifty, be prepared for $3. Mm-hmm. If you're bu- anything you're buying, if minimum prices wage doubles, that price is going to double. Okay. Flip side. Give me some pros. Give me some pros. Oh, the pro is the the 16-year-old kid now gets a job that has to pay him 15 bucks an hour. So the 16-year-old's like, dude, that's awesome. Now I can get $30,000 a year instead of $15,000 a year. But it's not just the 16-year-old kid. It might be the uh, 36-year-old mother of two who's, you know, was making, you know, $9 an hour. Say that again. Say that again. Why are you 36 years old and making minimum wage? Maybe That's you're an immigrant. Like, Maybe you're, you don't have a great education. I'm, I mean, there's, I'm, a, there's a million answers. Earlier. I'm sorry. You know, th- there was a question years ago, a guy named Scott Walker, who was a former comptroller general of the U.S., uh, uh, of, which is like the chief accountant of mm-hmm. U.S. There was a David Walker. I think his David name is Walker. David Walker. And he came out with a documentary. What was the documentary called? Do you remember what the documentary called? Go type up and see uh, what David Walker's documentary was. In the documentary, they show an interview where Warren Buffett is talking. And this lady gets up and Warren Buffett's talking about how much debt the market has, how much this, how much that. And I interviewed this guy, David Walker, like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Scott it, Walker, it, it, I believe, was the... No, uh, not Scott Walker. Scott David Walker was I-O-U-S-A. The I-O-U-S-A was the documentary. Okay. I-O-U-S-A. Okay? And Buffett, at the end, is speaking to a crowd of, I don't know, 400 people. And this lady says, oh, my gosh, with all this stuff going on, what should I do? I'm a single mother. How do I handle this? And, and Warren says, listen, no matter when the time is, there's always, there's always a demand for experts. Go become good at what you do. If you don't do what, if you, if what you do, you're not an expert in, there's no market for you. The market dictates your price. Mm-hmm. But if you're an expert in anything you do, you dictate your price. So for the people that are 36 years old, making 720, what the hell are you doing at 36 years old, making 720? Like maybe pick up a book or two. Maybe this is an identity issue and a, market doesn't value enough that doesn't want to pay you more than 720. Maybe you keep getting fired at your last 10 jobs because your attitude needs to kind of improve. Why have you got, I had a friend I talked to one time. I said, why have you lost? Like every time you come talk to me about your jobs, your boss are always idiots. How is it your last 10 bosses were idiots? (laughs) There's only one common denominator amongst these 10 bosses. They all hired you Yeah. and they fired you. So your bosses are idiots. I'm sorry, this doesn't make make any sense. So there's an element of what you're saying, well, who's it good for? Who's it beneficial mm-hmm. for? A lot of people that are not worth 15 bucks that are going to start getting paid 15 bucks. That's exciting. It's also how replaceable are you at 15 or at 7.25. It, there's no differentiator. 
just just be ready to think about it this way. Whatever you're paying for right now, double it. Yeah. $7.25 to 15 bucks. Be ready to double what you're paying for today. Groceries. Whatever it is. If milk is three fifty, get ready to pay seven. If you're okay with that, vote for minimum wage. And I'm just thinking, what type of person says, "All right, yeah, I'll take I'll take the job, seven fifty an hour. I'm cool. Like I'll I'll take it. I need the job. I need it's, the job." It's not about look. When he came in, he didn't negotiate a salary. He just came and says, "Give me a position. I'm going to prove you who I am." Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Listen, honestly," and I'm like, "Mario, can we figure out a way to just move on because it's technical. It's coming from Norway. It's this, it's that." He says, "Pat, this guy's emailed me so many times." I said, "What do you want to do with him?" You know, we had to, it was not an easy thing to do to hire this guy because we had to go, you spend, you know, we had to do some additional stuff. To, so finally we brought him on board. He dictated his market value. We didn't do it for him. We didn't say this is your market value. He dictated that. We have a lot of people here that work with us. Hey, I think I'm worth this. I'm worth this. Or really? Based on what? You're the same as you were two years ago. What's changed the last two years? He's not the same as he was two years ago. He's changed. How come, how come he is now... Mario, the VP of operations, why is Mario running the show here? Because do you know what I've touched ever since I've been here with this office? What have I touched? Can you tell us what I've touched? The coffee, maybe? I've done, I don't even drink coffee. (laughs) Nothing. Everything here has come together. The finding of the office is everything. Shout out to Mario. Because Mario ran the entire show. Then, during that time, who helped out that was here? You, Eric, Mickey, Mario, for a week. You guys were working day and night getting this whole thing situated until these guys could come back from, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, not that they weren't working. They just had, They were moving. They were moving. They were dealing with No, no, not moving. They had health matters. You couldn't be here. So it's not about the, they were dying to be here. These guys are workers. I want to be here. I didn't want to throw you under the bus, buddy. I I said you were moving. I just said health. I didn't get specific. I just said they had. I enjoyed my vacation. So, so, but but here's the moral of the story. The moral of the story is what? You determine your market value. Mm Mm-hmm. That, that, that concept, people want to fight, but unfortunately, it's the truth. You dictate your value in a marketplace. If you make 20 grand a year, that's what you're worth. That's not what I'm worth. I'm priceless. Really? Go put your resume online. Go put your resume online. See what they tell you. I'm worth at least $45,000. Go test it out. Mm-hmm. They're paying me for I think I'm worth one fifty. Go put your resume online. You know, in Netflix, they even recommended that. Like, go, yeah. go, go yeah, talk yeah. to the yeah. person, see but, what you're but, worth. But by the way, the point is, if you are worth that, the company's going to have to pay you because the company doesn't want to lose you. They call it they call it different names for rockstar it. Rockstar principal. Rockstar principal. Say bankable employee. I don't want to lose this guy. You want me to go through another process of hiring another guy that has this much now inventory in the company to go? Why would I do that? No. So we have to take care. He doesn't need to come to us for a raise. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So when it's when it's the other way around, so in a marketplace today, $15 minimum wage, $15 minimum wage, it's unfair. What's unfair is the fact that you spend 40 hours a week watching Netflix instead of reading books. That is unfair. What's unfair is the fact that you come home eating chips, not taking your body versus let me go work out a little bit for 30 minutes to 45 minutes. That's unfair. And that's your choice. Nobody forced you to stay home and watch mm-hmm. TV all night long. But it's a great Netflix show. I don't care. You know how you made fun of me? You're like, you know, this guy doesn't know who Weekend is. I'm like, I don't know who Weekend is. I mean, obviously, we're having fun with it, but I I don't take it personally. But last time I listened to the radio is 2004. I don't care. Those guys don't make me money. From 04 to 2021, I know nothing Mm -hmm. about music. I don't care. I don't need to listen to the radio. So people have to realize that they have a choice. If you are relying on a minimum wage to dictate your value, 
the government dictates your value. Do you know how much of an insult that is? Mm -hmm. I'd much rather say, let me work for you for 30 days. You dictate what I'm worth. 30 days later, I say, let me tell you, man, we're not going to find a guy like this guy right here, Marty. Yeah. We got, we can, we're not going to find it. Hey, you know, time, we're not going to find, hey, we're all winner, too. Yeah, yeah, we're not yeah, going to yeah. find someone like this. Let's just kind of. Versus 15 minimum, yeah. go ahead. Well, the government says uh, that I'm yeah. worth. I mean, it's, let's it's, just break down what also, minimum wages, minimum. This is like the, 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 the yeah. your, this is your, your bottom line. This is what you could take from it. So do you think there should be an actual minimum wage? Look, who, Should it be who, seven, who, came, 15, out, who came out with the minimum wage? Who came out with the minimum 1961, wage? 1961, what is that? Uh, no, no, 1961 is not who came out with minimum wage. Minimum wage came out by uh, FDR. Okay. And you know what the first minimum wage was? A 20, quarter? 25 cents yeah. is what it was. And you know why? Because Ford was abusing mm -hmm. this. So they needed the to- factories, The factories. Yeah, of course. The, 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 of the course. industrial revolution so, after, the, after so, all that. So yeah. don't think I'm all about like yeah. no regulation, no nothing. You do need rules and guidelines. Yeah. There I'm needs to be a set of, hey, listen, here's a number. What are you doing? Sure. I'm sorry. Here's what you got to do. To protect the employees that are working there, but 100% you need that. But to there, there is there's the pendulum, right? Mm -hmm. Everything in life has a pendulum. This is why I'm typically in the middle because the middle is typically the right argument for yeah. me because- we need a little bit of minimum. Yeah, we do need a minimum wage. By the way, staying at 720, I think it's time we go up from 720. Okay. But I do think it needs to stay different numbers by state. What number? What number? I mean, just give me a, where you think I, it should I, go I, to. I can I do think the that's the big thing, Pat, and I don't think you should gloss over that. This is a state issue. This isn't a federal no, it's issue. it's not. It's not. And a lot of people don't know how to differentiate. Bro, how much, how much was gas here? I, I filled up the tank yesterday. How much is gas here? 230 $2.50. How much is gas, Texas? 214 bucks. 214 by, by the way, you just went from 260 to 214 What's the per People are like, that's not a big deal. It's 44 cents. That's a very, what's 44 cents on $2 and, you know, 14 cents? That's 20%. Four, four or five bucks. It's, 20, yeah. it's like making 50 grand versus 60 grand. I'm sorry. That's a very big difference. That's not a small difference. Mm -hmm. Now go to California. What's a gallon? What's a gallon? Of, Mario, can you type in California gas price? I think it's like 340, 350. Is that what it is? Yeah. So, so, so oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know the number. I filled up yesterday. It was 350 for me. So California is 349, but I did 93 is what I did. So because yeah, it's the uh, F-150. So, okay. So just look at that. Okay, 345, and see what New York is. Let's write this down. If California is 345. 257 is New York. Is that really the case? For the... New York, What's yeah. New York City, though? Because upstate New York might be... Where's New York? New York is 257. Interesting. Okay, 257. Is California the highest, by the way, when you're looking at that? California, by the way, is the only one with three. Mm -hmm. What are they firing this Hawaii Muslim guy? Hawaii is expensive, too. News, Hawaii is still lower than California. How pathetic is that? The fact that California has the highest at 345. So, so watch the math here. Watch mm -hmm. the math here. So 345, 345 versus 257. Okay, 345, 257. What's the difference in that 88 cents? 88 cents divided by 257 is 34%. So 34% on minimum wage of what? 725, which is the national, right? 725 times 34% is makes it nine, 971. So California minimum wage needs to be what? 10 or 50, 10, 10 or 12 bucks, essentially, if we're looking at math, okay? All right. 
where does New York have to be? Cost of living. Then I'm doing math. And I'm just doing gas, by the way. I'm not doing rent. I'm not doing mm-hmm. house. I'm not doing all that other stuff. New York, gas may be lower, but real estate's ridiculous, right, with rent, what they got. So then you say, if it's New York City, man, New York City kind of needs to be 15 bucks. If you're in New York City, it's kind of got to be 15 bucks. But I'm not giving just a flat $15 number. If, I, if all I did was I got paid as an accountant to come up with numbers, we would come up with numbers based on math and present it to the governors and say, guys, can I make a recommendation to you? Based on this math, here's where you need to be. Now it's on you. Then I would make that a public letter that we had a conversation with 50 governors, and this is the recommendation we made. I would make that paper public and say, our recommendation to your governor is this based on this formula that we use. Now, if you like your governor, go tell your governor to raise it. If not, replace him with somebody else and bring Shamat in instead of Newsom. But the choice is on you. Here's the math we gave you. Let the voters decide what they want to do. I, where is that part? Like that, That's the approach I'd be taking. Here's the number we're looking at. It's, it's too linear or, or non-dimensional to just lay a flat across the board. Look, I'll talk to uh, uh, Tom or I'll talk to, you know, and, and they'll come and say, Patrick, here's this person that we want to hire. This is the market value right now for this person. So what do you suggest? I think here's what we need to do. If you don't do it, someone's going to pay for this. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. And hey, we have this person, existing employee. If we don't pay this, someone's going to pay for it. But this person, last time we had a conversation, this person didn't want to take this, and this person didn't want to do that. Let's move on. Let's let this person go and get their next victory. Not a good place at our company. Culture doesn't fit. Let's let him go. We'll go find somebody else, Okay. But there is that decision of what somebody wants to do. 15 across the board, every state, makes no sense. From, from a business owner's makes perspective, no sense. who has all sorts of employees making you know, low to medium to ridiculous you know, amount of money, do you pay anybody minimum wage? Do you have a, like, what's your philosophy when you're hiring you know, entry-level workers, underwriters, what have you. Well, How do you process it, minimum wage for your to, company? When it comes down to PHP, uh, I, 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 I don't know the exact data as of today, but I am speculating when I say this. Mm-hmm. I don't think we pay anyone less than 15 bucks an hour. Okay, nobody. And if we do, maybe it's one. So if minimum wage is and seven I don't and know a quarter, that. you're like, I, I, don't I could care. You don't pay attention to it. Yeah. but but Because you're the, looking for talent? I mean, what is it that, with no, those numbers? No, because, because we sat there and my staff came up to mm-hmm. me and they said to me, you want better pool of talent for us to get resumes of. We have to be above 15 bucks. And I said, great, let's do that. I didn't okay. say, they came to me, if, if we go at 10, you're getting this. If we go 12, you're getting this. If we go 15, we can ask for this. If we go 18, you can ask for this. If we go 22. So they presented to me in a very reasonable way. And then I said, okay, great. If that's the case, then here's what we need to do. We need to raise it because we want better experience, quality, talent that comes with a better resume. Let's pay for it. And then we made the decision that way. It wasn't like we have to save the money and make sure we don't pay anybody. No, it's not. It's talent. It's talent. Mm-hmm. It's talent. It's who's going to bring value for the company. That's what you have to be thinking about. Now, at the beginning stages when you start a business, what are you looking at? Saving. I got to save money. I got to stretch this dollar into $3. I got to. Everything is about stretching it. But later on, better quality of talent in the company, the better you do. Okay? Because you got collective. So I don't, I don't know about this $15 minimum wage. There, there's much better ways to go about this $15 minimum wage. I don't like it. I don't like the direction they're going. Um, and hopefully somebody's going to come in and do something about it with this $15 uh, 
uh, minimum wage. By the way, if you're listening to this, I, I saw some of the people that we were asking, more people use AT&T than, AT than Verizon, by the way. Okay. Way more do AT&T than Verizon. Does that make sense? Is is yeah, that, is AT&T number one? Yeah, AT&T used to be bad in California, if you remember off the 210 freeway, you know, and they would take shots at AT&T because their service wasn't good. Remember that picture that they would always put, here's a coverage of Verizon versus the coverage of AT&T? But I think AT&T's, I can't think of the last time I lost a call or a call dropped, unless if I'm like in a bank and, you know, some weird underground place. But calls are pretty good right now service-wise. I had AT&T 2003, but I had that issue. The two places I was at, college and my home in Monrovia, uh, yeah, 210 was terrible. Yesterday, yesterday, my pastor, Dudley Rutherford, sent me a picture of uh, me running out of gas at uh, 210 Freeway where there's no service. And he wrote about it in his book. And he says, you should come to service this Sunday. Sit in the front row. I'm like, well, he said, this Sunday's message is for you. I said, oh, awesome. So I go there. There's like three, four, five thousand 5,000 people sitting there. Wow. And he says, I want to tell you a story about a friend of mine. This is a very good friend of mine. He calls me one day. He says, do you want to go watch Lakers play Celtics game seven? So I said yes, and I offered to take my car flex, full tank, gas, everything. But no, he said he wants to go in his yellow Z06. So two guys who are 6465, we decide to get in a Z06. We're driving on the 210 freeway, and then all of a sudden the car turns off. Oh, God. And it's on the side of the mountain. He sent me the picture. I wish I had it to give it to Mario for Mario to see. He said he pulls me over. Then he calls eight, uh, uh, what do you call? Uh, 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 AAA. Uh, AAA. AAA. Then he calls AAA. <laughs> then you. he calls AAA, and he says, "Oh, this happens to me all the time because I've run out of gas probably seventy times or so." You so. have run out of gas. How many times have I run out of gas, Mario? Uh, hundreds. Honestly, I can't even. How's that possible, times. dude? <laughs> Who the hell looks at the gas tank like what? After everyone else? <laughs> after it happens a couple times? It's a waste of time. To, huh? We were going to the airport and the Rolls Royce. We're in the dawn. Oh, the Rolls Royce <laughs> ran out of Patrick's gas. House, Patrick. We're literally driving off, and he says, "Oh." Mario, yeah, Pat, we just ran out of gas. I'm like, ha, ha, you're so funny. He's like, no, no, seriously. Like, have I parked over. in a private school parking lot. The kids are looking at me like, guys, I can't the move this car. Ran out of gas. This was just recently, by the way, yeah. What, what, so, what does that say about you and business and entrepreneurship? I want to That you don't keep, even pay attention wait a to your minute. gas. I want yeah. to keep AAA in business. Uh, you're judging me single handedly triple aim business i'm one of their best customers i feel like you call it yeah pat again i'm just gonna be the uh the <laughs> so pbd one he, he special the pbd hotline yeah, by exactly. the way we it's finally ridiculous. get a hold of triple a they yeah. show up this is the funniest part the pat, guy good to see you the again. guy that shows up says yeah. what's up pat <laughs> <laughs> hey pat you're keeping us in business he, he's kind of like wait a yeah. minute how do you guys know each other they say, oh, you know we're, we're typically yeah, i was making minimum wage yeah. before pbd showed up now i'm making 100 grand a year just to you know Doing my thing here at Triple Yeah, what point was I trying to make? I was going Dudley to... Dudley Rutherford, he took the picture. You're going to the... Yeah, but I was trying game. to make a point. I was trying to make a point. There was a point. What, what were we talking about right before... Your Sunday sermon, but Dudley Rutherford. What, yeah, we he, were switching from minimum wage to next topic. Uh, no AT&T. Oh, AT&T. That's the okay. 210 story, which yeah. I ran out, of gas, ran out of gas on AT&T. Anyways, we finally made it to the game, barely first quarter, and that's the game where... Uh, Metal World Peace showed up in the fourth quarter. Kobe didn't have a good fourth quarter, and they Eight ended up winning the. Whatever he was. Yeah, yeah, and they ended up winning the entire thing. We were right there at the game. He and I are sitting right there, game seven, halftime. Everybody's leaving to go get stuff. I said, "You want to go get some?" He says, "No, man, my body's in pain. I'm so nervous right now. This is too nerve-wracking." We had to push the car all the way it here. Was it was one of the ugliest games you've ever seen. But Lakers anyways, won though. Dudley says, "Please have my friend stand up. This is my friend who ran out of gas, Patrick B. Davis." So. For the rest of the time, every time I went to church, they would say, yeah. you're the guy that ran out of gas. It's not, you're, <laughs> you're the entrepreneur. Guy. You're the guy that ran out of gas. Patrick, what's up, Pat? Hey, Tammy, 
My entire career right, is about here, the guy here, running out of gas. Here's the next question, Pat. Yes. Are you going to run out of gas? After we've gone all through this, you told the story. Oh, I ran out of gas out of, yesterday. Stop it. Pat. I'm that serious. Really? Pat, yeah. What is going on? I'm dude? being serious with you. I ran out of gas and I was with Senna and I ran out of gas yesterday. And Ask what Jen. Do? What do you do? We First of all, there's not a lot of gas stations in Boca. No. I realized that yesterday. I was like, Boca, okay. they, they need gas stations. Out of gas on Sunday. <laughs> so what do you do when you run out of gas? So, I, so anyways, we finally, we, we got gas. Somehow, somewhere we got gas. But yeah, I ran out of gas So yesterday. there's like when the light goes on and like it's, it's beeping. I don't think about it. Like, no I trigger need, goes like, off saying, hey, I should I need a car that talks to me. Mr. Bed David, you're about to run out of gas. Please go to the nearest Tesla. gas station. Why don't you get a Tesla? I would charge. actually not be a bad idea. You would forget to charge it, and then yeah. next thing you know, you wouldn't be able that to would actually it. not be a bad idea for me. Some, would, I, I, I'm, I can't get this out of my head why Pat continually runs out of gas. Something's going on there. Is that you don't pay attention to the little things. You're a macro thinker. I don't you're not worried about the gas. But it, when, when's the last time you ran out of gas? Let me get this straight. Yeah. We're here my Uber to, never runs out of we're gas, We're here trying to solve the issue of minimum wage. Your concern is me running out of gas. I am. Small thinkers. Because I want to small I, thinker this guy. I want to know what is going on in your brain that it continually happens. You know what's you know what's impressive this. though? He yeah. can run out of gas and it doesn't ruin his day. Your day is more ruined than his yesterday because he ran. Well, out of I gas. told Pat like I lost sleep over that one day where he was gonna do fifteen. Sorry, fourteen uh, things they don't teach you in school. And rather than rather than erasing it, he draws a line through it, writes fifteen. I'd be like, what? How do you? Yeah, the other day I no, got a ticket. I got a ticket the other day in a yard house, and a lady comes up to me. And that was so funny. You dude. want to tell the story? <laughs> we, get, we get a ticket. We go to dinner at the yard house. Okay. I think this is on my birthday. On my birthday. We're, doing, we're doing Bitcoin right after okay. this with Elon Musk. Ticket, on, ticket yeah. at the yard house. He gets out there. She had just given him the ticket. He's like, "What? Do you, I put money in the meter. What's going on here? She's like, yeah, but, you know, you've been here for two hours. You only put, you know, enough for one hour in the meter. Pat looks at her, and he goes, you know what? I probably parked a, a dozen times without paying. I, I probably owe you money at this point. Like, so you know what? Fair and square, we're good. So I got she, the times wrong. Yes. I thought it was like for thirty minutes, but apparently it's like you know. For, it was so, just funny. You don't totally, pay attention to little things. Is no, what you're I, saying you're well, a macro thinker. Not necessarily not. to stuff that I just kind of like. It's just parking. Like, what, yeah. you want me to consume my mind about parking? Let me just park the car. Pay somebody a thousand dollars a month. Don't don't bother me with my book. Okay, a little bit complicated with parking over the, here when you go to Meisner. What's the what's yeah. the, you want to talk about parking? What's the one thing I've told you maybe a thousand times? What's that? As far That's as you're driving, you drive you're Uber, driving. I need a driver. You need a driver. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't. You're think running out of gas. Good. You're with your daughter. You're yeah. pushing your car. You can't even get to the game seven on time. Get a driver. You don't have to worry about any of this nonsense anymore. Well, Mickey used to be my driver. Well, we got well, Mickey my, back. Mickey's back. So Mickey used okay. to be my driver. So let's talk about Bitcoin. Let's do it. So imagine you're a diehard Bitcoin person. Ooh, Bitcoin. You wake up, and Elon Musk says, "Tesla buys one and a half billion dollars of Bitcoin." And starts accepting for car, accepting payment for cars. What is the reaction of the diehard Bitcoin believer when they hear that story? Honestly. Oh, they are through the roof. It's Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah. All in one you name day. it, yeah. all in one day. Because if you oh, if you're one of the guys, the OG guys that you bought Bitcoin when it was nothing and you sit on it. Oh my I mean, God. even if you bought Bitcoin on Friday, you would have it would have gone up eight thousand dollars. If you would have just bought it on Friday, you yes. would have been from, from 38 to 46. Yeah. It's at 46.33 right now. So Tesla will begin accepting Bitcoin. The electronic automaker disclosed an SEC filing on Monday, citing efforts to further diversify, maximize returns on our cash, and a first may soon accept its payment as uh, for its cars. The move sent Bitcoin higher, trading about $42,000. 
8 a.m. I don't know where it's at right now. The year the cryptocurrency, this year the crypto, cryptocurrency has gained 33%. Shares of Automaker have gained 20%. This year compared to 3% of S&P 500 and 7.5% of NASDAQ Composite, Musk added, I think Bitcoin is really on the verge of getting broad acceptance by conventional finance people. So There it is right there. Broad acceptance. So let me ask you Legitimacy. this. Legitimacy. So let me ask you this. How high does it go? How high does it go? According to experts, they, they don't... The, the experts, who's an expert? They think $100,000 is where it could go from here. Maybe even uh, higher. But I don't think that's a big deal, though. I don't think it's $100,000. You think it can go even higher than that? Let in me, the next let me, six to 12 months, Let me put it to you this way. Who's bigger than Elon Musk in the world right now? Nobody. 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 When, Bezos might have a say in that, but... Tom Brady. No, no, Bezos is Tom on... Tom Brady. Bezos is on, <laughs> Bezos is on his way out. He just became, uh, you know... And Andy Jazzy, yeah. no. Be Bezos is like he's not. Uh, he's not. Uh, he's not. He doesn't grab attention. He's just kind of fading in the background. No, Bezos doesn't want attention. Yeah. Okay. Bezos is Biden. Elon Musk key. is more, you know, Trump esque Trump is what it is. Okay. Take the he politics the out. Yeah. He likes being relevant, right? So no one's bigger than Musk. So Musk goes out there and says Bitcoin, and not only that, Tesla, mm -hmm. the automaker that's now worth whatever it's worth, that puts one and a half billion dollars, and they're now accepting payments. Yeah, I don't know. That's a big deal. I don't see this thing going from forty-two to hundred thousand. Well, he had Bitcoin in his Twitter bio. I see for this. The last I see weeks. this thing going forty-two to a few hundred. So you're buying. I I'm, and I'm and I'm I'm coming from a place of very neutral. Like yesterday, I was commenting, tweeting about the Super Bowl. Oh, you have money on this. You have a Brady card. You have a Mahomes card. I said yeah. I have not. I don't have any money on this game. Like mattress, uh, uh, mattress uh, Mac. Mac, who put three and a half million dollars. Anyone six million dollars in Houston. Mm -hmm. And a couple of years ago, he put $12 million on the he, Astros. He had to fly to Nevada, though, to put in the bet. He carried in that little Samson. No, he showed uh, the pictures? Online, online uh, okay. betting. Yeah, because he had a picture with like a lot of money. Yeah. I don't know if that, that was just like a prop or something. By the way, Mattress Mac, uh, Jen is from Houston. He says he is the most giving man in the city, and they love him. When the hurricane came, if you guys remember, uh, the, the church, Joel yeah. Olsen's church shut down. He opened up all his mattress stores saying anybody can come and sleep here because wow. it's bad condition. That's, how, that's why the city loves that's crazy. this guy. Yeah, so going back to this Bitcoin, I don't think it's going to go 42000 to 100000 I don't think so. I think it's bigger than that. What's interesting, though, is— Be Because flip it now. Now, let's just say you now go and you have Wall Street, the Dalios of the world. They have funds now. They're adding Bitcoin to the portfolio uh, it's 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 a so forty two thousand to hundred thousand. Okay, let me ask the question in a different way. Would you have thought a year and a half ago that Elon Musk was going to go from being worth five, ten, fifteen billion dollars to two hundred billion dollars? No. Don't be surprised if this goes from forty two to like four hundred. The interesting thing is that I, I didn't. That's a don't be surprised. Yeah. Okay. Meaning it could happen. Uh, I'd be interesting to see because you know how P the hype with Bitcoin when it first kind of blew up towards the tail end of 2017, everyone was buying, everyone was investing. They were like, "Oh, I'm gonna put it in. I'm gonna pick one. I'm gonna put in a couple, um, some a couple thousand dollars. It's gonna hundred x in three days," and then it crashed. At that point, the peak was nineteen thousand. If you just hold, held on to that, you could have been stupid enough to buy at the top and held on to it, and it'd still be twice as much today. Yeah. And that's probably just the beginning. When was that? What month? This was December of 2017. In December of 2000, December 2017 was 19 bucks? Yeah. No, 19,000. Okay. December of 2017, a Jordan rookie card was selling for $25,000. If you would have bought one and held on to that, you would have sold it today for $700,000. Bitcoin people hate it when I say that. 25,000, 25 times 
more, that 19 would have been double. So people people can't take their eye off cards as well. There's a big move in the card community but, right but now. But then but then if you go a year later when it went back down to like $3,000, I mean you're looking Now like, you're talking. Now, now you're, you're talking. talking my language. But That's also, 13 but times. But I'm also saying that cuz I have a lot of friends that bought yeah. Bitcoin at the peak thinking, "Oh, it's going to keep going." Yeah. It went down. They they were like, "All right, I'm pissed. I'm never yeah. going into it. Yeah. Like I'm done. Like zero. I'm not trying to lose more yeah. money." However, even buying at the worst time, it's a 2x. That's not bad. Well, just for no, some. By the way, this is just so you know. I'm I'm right now buy on Bitcoin. This yeah. is a, you know, like go buy. You know, uh, uh, that'd be my uh, uh, opinion on where Bitcoin's at today. You were gonna say something. Well, no, I just a couple um, you know economic lessons out there for the investors out there. Uh, a, I wish I would have bought more Bitcoin over the last couple of years. I, I bought um, you know three four years ago. Uh, two things. Obviously, buy and hold is a strategy. <laughs> it's, a, it's a strategy no matter whether you're buying Bitcoin or whether you're in the stock market or whether you're, you know, have a Kobe card or whatever it is. Uh, but also, sorry about that, but you've done okay with the wins. Uh, but also, dollar cost averaging is a strategy. You bought Bitcoin when it was at 19. You bought Bitcoin when it was at 3. You bought Bitcoin when it was at... 35 you bought bitcoin was at 40 you're gonna buy bitcoin at 50 it's gonna you're gonna buy it when it goes down to 17 dollar cost averaging same with the market you buy the market stock market when it's at 19 when it's at 30 when it's at 18 just continually to buy and hold buy and hold buy and hold and dollar cost averaging so uh just you know put that into your, into your little uh, uh cap over there is bitcoin gonna, gonna go like you want to make a prediction next 90 days where bitcoin goes 90 days well with what we've seen with this GameStop stuff and with certainly Elon Musk and whatever he's doing with this Dogecoin stuff, the market more than ever is easy, e easier to manipulate with a tweet, with a comment, with Wall Street bets kind of getting up there. So more than ever, you can move the markets just with kind of momentum and emotion rather than you want to give a, a number or you want to give me like a love story here on how you <laughs> met your first girlfriend i mean i think if if if, if elon's continuing to do this i think bitcoin could be on the uh it could be at a hundred thousand in the next six months so you're putting a hundred thousand six months i'd say 75 next 90 days 75 next yeah. 90 days how about you ppd i don't know guys i think it's oh you would give think, us a love no, story meaning, i think it's going <laughs> What's your point? What's your point? <laughs> I think it's going six figures next 90 days. Really? I think so, it could. So when are you buying? Uh, I bought this morning. I'm going to go That's with you right late. now. That's why it was no, late. No, 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 no. no. I, I didn't buy this morning. I don't want people to tweet and say, Pat bought this morning. I didn't buy this morning. But all I'm saying is I think it's going to go six figures. Wow. I just think there's other places that okay. I can make. Go ahead. Why do you think, because uh, I had some notes here. Why do you think they, they allowed to buy Bit, uh, Tesla with Bitcoin? Because there's, there's two sides to it. You could either make... It could be a really smart investment because then people pay with Bitcoin. They sit on Bitcoin. Price of Bitcoin goes to the roof. They make a lot of money. You what paid, are you talking about? You Kai. paid $100,000 worth of Bitcoin. The next day. Yeah, and then it drops to half. Oh, Suddenly you buddy, got a 50% off. What are you talking but about? But I'm saying it's a flip side as well because you have, you're paying 100%. That 100% turns into 200%. Suddenly you're like, ah, oh, crap. Kai, you missed the point. Here's the point with that. Okay, forget about how volatile it's going to be. There's a risk there. I guarantee no, the no, board yeah, is not yeah, happy yeah. with the volatile no, yeah. market of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you that. 
But you may also buy a car for $65,000 that you really paid $130,000 for. No, absolutely. That's it can go point. both ways. Exactly. So, so, you know, but the point is this. Give me the DNA of a Tesla buyer. I mean, it's the Wall Street bets, the crypto kind of person, the follower. Of they're they're weird. Yeah. They're different. Yeah. They're like, I'm not like you. I don't want to be like you. I'm different. I don't buy what you buy. You guys are dummies that buy oil. What? Yeah. They think everybody else is is weirder. No, 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 no. They think the rest of the world that doesn't drive a Tesla, you're a fool to not. You know that's how they're wired. They're wired that way. They, they have like a secret that you don't know about. They're part of a community yeah. or not part yeah. of a community. They're you don't smarter get us, than buddy. You. They are a level than, yeah. above you. Okay. Yeah. All right. If Tesla drivers are like that, what other investors are like that? Cryptocurrency, exactly. Yeah. They just, they just, they just got the entire cryptocurrency community, which is a massive one, to say, "Dude, I'm gonna go buy this," and they're now gonna be screaming off the top of their lungs, which is their community. It is their community. So, they just recruited an entire community of pro Tesla. And you know what else about the crypto guys? Let me ask you a question. Do you know people that love oil? All they do is they do oil investments. Many. I'm an OPEC guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's what I'm saying. I'm an oil man. Do, do you know people that are big real estate guys? Yeah. Do you know people that are big, you know, Stop. value stock guys that yeah. they want to buy Disney that's 10% down? How many of those guys are louder than Bitcoin guys? None Nobody. That's the point. You want the loudest customer yeah. to be on your side. They just got the loudest customers. That are now Tesla. Bitcoin side. people are like <laughs> vegans. They're gonna whether you want to yeah. know, you're gonna know that they're Bitcoin people. Yeah, they're they're, they're gonna let you know. Guys, are we having some problems or no? You just had the best part that we had some problems, man. This was awesome. Audio is going or no? Did it cut off or no? Because we dropped a little bit. No, no, it was just Okay, I got it. Okay, okay so We're that's back, good. Baby. So okay, we back. It's back. Fix. Come back. Okay, sound still there. Okay, good. So. So, yeah, my, my answer to you with that is very simple. Bitcoin is officially all fan of Tesla. Yeah. So I, they I mean, won in so many different ways. No, I think, I think obviously it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a different one. But do you think Tesla will use the Bitcoin or do you think they'll sit on it just as a sort of investment kind of? Uh, I think they're going to sit on it if you ask me. Yeah, I don't think they're going to. I agree with I that. I think they're going to sit on it. I agree with that. It's a great question, the by only, the way. The only question, gonna, which, which is I think the uh, Bitcoin's last hurdle. Yeah. I think is how it works with taxes and taxation of it because it's a decentralized platform. You buy it. You have to know at that point when you're Tesla, their board is ridiculous, brilliant people with their board and their accounting and their audited yeah, financials yeah, I'm sure, and all I'm that sure, stuff. I'm sure, I'm sure they're able to do it, but it's still as a, from what I've understood, when you buy and sell cryptocurrency, you're obliged to yourself kind of report what you've made or how the money works with yeah. that. And you're kind of... Uh, you're giving the the IRS the information yourself, so obviously you could say, "Oh, I didn't make ten thousand; I made a thousand, or even I didn't make any money at all," and they wouldn't know. So I think yeah. that's more where it'll be with, interesting with Tesla. It'll work because obviously they'll do it. The question is just with people that put money into it, because unless you're paying for it with a good, like you're trading it into other goods, mm -hmm. then that's kind of where the taxation mm -hmm. comes in. If you're just buying it to invest and to have it multiply and stuff like that as an asset source, then that's different because then it's one transaction. It's more when you go from the Bitcoin to the to normal currency as a form of trade, that's kind of where it can get a little bit tricky, which is why it would be harder or delayed until we can have people bit paying with Bitcoin for normal transactions in everyday life. 
You, you don't think they've thought, 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 thought that out and had a process made for that and kind of looked at all the good, bad, and the ugly? No, I'm sure, I'm sure they've, yeah. that, and that obviously, if not, like, they're, that's what they're trying to figure out now of why you have Visa and PayPal and all these people. Like, what, what can we do? How and, can we do Elon is a PayPal, part of the PayPal, PayPal mafia. mafia. So exactly. he, he yeah. knows, he's no, no, been he's, around the he's block been, with this stuff. Exactly. And he's, I'm sure yeah. he's in the forefront of being able to figure out how you can do it in, in a manner. I think it's just more another hurdle for, the Main Street guy yeah. that would have to figure out that's a good point. how am I going to do that? I think that's a good point. So, guys, we got we got a lot of stories left. I think the story I do want to cover is uh, uh, Tom Brady's diet because it's, it could be shocking for some people here. So, Tom Brady, his schedule came out, which is not a crazy schedule. The schedule's not going to shock anybody, but I think the diet is very, very interesting. So, the guy's a 5.30 morning wake-up call, drinks electrolyte water, then smoothie, then 7 a.m. breakfast with his family, 8 to 10.30 hits the gym, strengthening, conditioning, beach time. 11 o'clock, review game footage, noon lunch, 3 to 5 team practice, or in the offseason, surf and workout. The guy surfs and works out. 5 to 6, post-workout pliability session, 6 p.m. dinner with family, 7 p.m. review films, strategy with coach, charity work, 7.30, family time, including reading with kids. 8.30, lights out and sleep. 8.30? Lights out. Wow. Sleep. Okay. He doesn't even get to watch Sunday night football or the Monday night football no, game. I mean, that's Unless apparently that's apparently Unless what he's it playing. is. Now, now here here's his workout routine. Okay, he's micromanaged the athletes' training uh, uh, for months and even years in advance. An average day will begin early with pre-workout deep force massage session with Guerrero. It only lasts four minutes, but targets twenty muscles groups for twenty seconds each. And it helps uh, prepare Brady's body for an intense workout, beginning with 40 minutes of resistant band to make muscles more pliable, soft, and resilient. As a quarterback has age, he works out less with weights, which could leave prone, him prone to muscle tears, which it's interesting. You think about muscle tears when you're hitting the weights. That kind of mm-hmm. does make sense. Now it's all about planks, lunges, and squats, followed by more pliability exercises, such as doing crunches with a vibrant, vibrating roller beneath his back, Caffeine is off the table, so is white flour, dairy products, and anything with gluten. He steers clear of veggies, no tomatoes, no eggplants, no peppers, no mushrooms that could cause inflammation. Everything has to be organic. Brady each day tries to drink a couple hundred ounces of water, usually enhanced with electrolytes. He sells those along with various nutritional supplements through the TB12 site. That's a shout-out. Alan Campbell was Brady's personal chef from 2013 to 2016 and helped them create the TB12 nutrition manual published in 2017. He told the Post that at the time, at this time of year, we focused on dark leafy greens, some grass-fed animal protein, as well as, uh, how do you pronounce that word? Uh, 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 L-E-G-U-M-E-S. Legumes. Legumes and whole grains. But that's not what Brady will eat before the Super Bowl. His game day meals are even more basic. A smoothie and a sandwich of almond butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. It's a all a far cry from his rookie season in 2000. Brady admitted that his pregame snack used to be nachos while his default lunch was ham and cheese subs with onion rings and a large orange soda. What a weird yeah. diet. Like... Just very different, no? I mean, am I the only one that thinks this is a very uh, interesting, weird, nothing crazy, but, you know, doesn't touch mushrooms, tomatoes? What do you think about his diet? I mean, look, he's regimented. He's on point. He's got a game plan. He's got a system. He's not just winging it. He's not just getting, getting nachos and orange soda. He's got a very strict 
you know, regimen that he's abiding to. The most interesting thing about Brady is, you know, there's two tales to Brady. You know, Brady Brady came out the the gates. You know, he wasn't a, a big-time thrower, passer. He was a game manager, great defense. They won three championships in his first four seasons, 2002, 2004, 2005. Do you know that he went on a, you know, in 2007, 2008, he was the MVP, he got injured, he missed the season. What's my point here? He went 10 years, 10 years without winning another Super Bowl. He won it in 2005. The next Super Bowl he won was in 2015, and then he won in 2015, 2017, Some say because they got caught. Some say because they got caught and they could no longer film, you know, the whole thing with... Uh, that's what people whatever. say. Yeah, I'm just telling you. It's yeah, bullshit. You know, track record here. We got 10 Super Bowls in 20 seasons. I, you know, I, I don't think there's much cheating going on. But... Call back to you. But those are the guys that are anti-Brady. Yeah. You hear the, you hear that 10-year stretch constantly okay. being saying that because they could no longer see the video of the other players. Okay. What How did he so, play so what during now? those 10 years? So what now? Still won. They made a playoffs. No, they, they went, just okay. never won. They, went, yeah. they didn't Super get the Bowl, final. Still okay. They lost yeah. to the Giants. They lost yeah, okay. to the Eagles. Guys, they lost to Eli Brady. twice. Yeah. He reinvented himself. He came back stronger. He came back different. Sometimes he, when he was younger, he was a game manager. Then he started leading the league in passes, leading the league in touchdowns. Randy Moss is scoring, you know, 20 touchdowns a year. Reinvented himself. Now he's managing the game. I mean, he was the MVP of the Super Bowl. He had 200 yards, three touchdowns. Nothing crazy. Should have been Devin White. Should have been a co-MVP, Devin White. You love that guy. It's not I love the guy. The guy led the team with 12 tackles, eight solo, one interception. At the end, the guy psychologically... Ruined the guys, you know. Uh, what's his name? Mahomes ran for 497 yards to run away rush record. 497 yards he ran in the game, not ran like uh, rushing like yards. Not rushing yards. Run, running around and running around. They had he was running for his life. He was running for his yeah. life, yeah. literally. And so Tom Devin Brady, White, the defense should have won. No touchdowns. Nine points, less than ten points. Go ahead. I just, I mean, you know, I, I know we're, we're 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 closing up shop here, but man, you got to respect Brady's professionalism to the game he's got a system he's got a regimen and for uh, for the 40 plus crowd out there take notice he's not drinking uh he's not drinking a lot of caffeine he's not working out with major weights he's stretching calisthenics right i mean i, I every morning you know i yeah, do my stretches do i do yeah. my yoga whatever yeah. uh being flexible planks what have you it's not about getting the the paul striner workout in necessarily Shout out to the uh, the man Paul Striner, but you know, as you get older, your game needs to change a little bit. Your regimen yeah. needs to change. The way that you work out needs to change. When you're a young buck like Kai, you can you know eat you know seven sandwiches in a day. I was uh, out of my mind by the how much he, bread he, he ate yesterday. Admiring my sandwiches, but you know things have changed. But 43 years old and you're you're showing a 25 year old MVP, half a billion dollar contract. Who the real man is? The goat, Tom Brady. Salute. What's up? Salute. Kai, do you have any thoughts? I, I mean, I think it's interesting. He it seems seems like he has it down to science, and I'm sure the guy he's worked with pretty much his whole career. I mean, at that point, they he, the, the joke in the article was uh, that his trainer knew Tom Brady's body more than his wife. Mm -hmm. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah. it makes sense. I, like <laughs> I don't know about that, but and, and here's a lesson here to all you underdogs out there who are just starting a business that people are counting you out. You're the, you know, you're the you're the twelfth man on a on a twelve man team. Never forget. Mario, can you pull up his resume real quick yeah. before we end? Never it? forget. This was his resume he that was he, the he was about to do. He was the hundred and ninety-ninth pick, pick. Yeah. in the two thousand draft. He was drafted uh, the in the sixth one. round. There's pictures of him with his dad bod and no abs and no muscle. This is the greatest 
professional sportsman. Get out of here. Found, of found my old resume. Really thought I was going to need this after the fifth round. Wow. University wow. of Michigan, Bachelor of General Studies, December. Emphasis in Business and Psychology, 3.4 G, 3.3. That's solid. Harvard. Academic Achievement Honors, 90s. Okay. Uh, uh, award, uh, Academic Olympics, uh, uh, Merrill Lynch intern, Ann Harbor, Michigan. Assistant to Senior Sales Broker. Amazing. So, University of Michigan, Golf Course, Sales Representative, Assistant, Clubhouse Manager. 1998, Polo Fields, Golf and Country Club Sales Representative. Uh, Diddler, the Dudler and Sons Custom Home Building. They just, they're, they, 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 He's putting them out there. So somebody over there is like, wait a minute, Dudler, this is great. Uh, uh, if Imagine you're Dudler, like yeah. Dudler and Sons Custom. You're going to put that out there. You know, Tom Brady used to work for yeah. us back in 1997. Top of the park in Ann Arbor Summer Festival, Park Security. Tom Brady was a security <laughs> guard. <laughs> From a security guard to a seven-time Super Bowl Super champion. Bowl to the great, I mean, we had this debate. The, uh, Let's do the last debate. Okay. Let's do the last of the weekend because my dream team calls that to 11 o'clock. Do I have a 10 o'clock right now or no? We have a meeting. You Give me one second. Hang on one second, guys. Let me see one thing. Okay, so we have to go, or else we would have gone a few minutes over. Maybe we'll do it okay. next time. So anyway, so podcast today uh, makes it episode 38. If you enjoyed the format of the podcast, smash that subscribe button. If you yep. enjoyed our buddy Kai Loda, Kai Loda, Loda in the comment section, let's put his Instagram account so people can go. Is it just Kai Loda on Instagram? K-A-I-L-O-A-D-E? Two A's. Two A's. So spell it slowly. K-A-A-I-L-O-D-E. L-O-D-E. K-A-A-I-L-O-D-E. Send them a message yep. and tell them what and you like most about him. good luck working out your disagreements with Will Ferrell. I know that you guys have been in constant communication. Um, he's a big USC guy. You're a UCLA guy. Paul, By the Paul way, yeah, FYI, I think this 8 a.m. thing worked. I think this 8 a.m. worked instead of going to 9 a.m. if you ask me. I think the 8 a.m. worked. Say that again. Shout out to the audience. Yeah, we had 3,200 people that got on at the top, and uh, we got to get did it back up to 4 Do they want it at the 8 a.m.? Do they want it at the 9 a.m.? What are we going to establish here, I think here, whether guys? they want it or they don't want it, it worked out for us. Ooh. More people were on today than last time. So were we're going to keep they? it the way it is okay. at 8 a.m. I like it. So All right. having said that, everybody, have a great day. We're doing it again Thursday, same time. Thursday, Thursday 8 a.m., same time. We'll Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.